The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Dear Download, a podcast where we get to share our most intimate and treasured memories of Download Festival. We'll talk about the bands we saw, the bands we missed and everything else noteworthy that happened across the weekend. Also, we'll touch upon any news, other festivals and the music industry past, present and future. This episode is going to be another sort of fun episode. We're going to be talking about some films that we enjoy some of our favourite films, not any, not not in any order really, not a top ten or anything like that. But um, we're going to be from from the next episode, hopefully, if download get their ass and gear and release the day splits and everything. Uh, next episode will be the we'll be starting the countdown to download episodes where we'll be pushing it hard. We'll be we'll be ramping up a lot. So uh, we thought we'd have a bit of fun. Before we do, we get into that. So, um, I am Adam, and as always, I'm here with Simon. How are you doing, my man? Hello, and good day to you, sir. Good day. How are you doing? How's your last couple of weeks been? Yeah, good, man. Nothing to report. I mean, I'm sure that uh, I've said this a million times in my life, but is it just me, or is this year absolutely going at like? I'll put in a Star Trek reference: warp speed, warp like speed. ludicrous speed. That's yeah, another ludicrous one you need to add to the list, Girl. actually. <laughs> Damn it! I almost forgot that one. That's a great one. Um, yeah, it's it's. I haven't really done that much, but it seems to be going absolutely crazy. Um, yeah. And last yeah. month's weather was absolutely shocking. Like apparently, it was the wettest March since like 1981 or something. Really? Put up somewhere. It was like yeah, horrible. Um, and it's been quite nice the last few days. So yeah. it's given me more of that buzz. I actually spent more than two minutes in my garden that I haven't actually been in yet. <laughs> so um. So that was nice. But yeah, apart from that, I've literally done nothing, dude. I've just been chilling, working, and yeah, like just buzzing for the summer because it's really not too far away now. No, no, so, it's, it's just around the corner. Yeah, it's we're getting not... there. So yeah, nothing really to report from me. What about you? Yeah, no, um, pretty much the same. Uh, but touching on that, yeah, th- this year is flying by, but also it's been a long winter. It feels like it's yeah, been a long yeah, time since yeah. we had good weather, so it's, it's That's true. weird how that works. But um, it has been. I mean, I moved. We moved into this house in October, and like I said, there hasn't been one day that I've been able to go into the garden and do anything. Like literally yeah. since last October, <laughs> it's been terrible. So yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. It's been a long, long winter. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to go out. Not worry about whether I'm gonna. Need a coat or anything? Yeah, stick those shorts on, man. Go shorts, out in the shorts and yeah. t-shirt. Get the camo shorts on. Get on the band t-shirt. Classic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, nothing really too too interesting from me. Uh, I'm off for this week and next week again. Off of work, so I've only worked sort of th- one week in th- in four, <laughs> really. Wow. Okay. Um, cool. Because it's a uh, school holidays now, and we have to have these weeks of off because. No one's here to look after the kids if we don't. <laughs> Someone's yep. not old enough to look after enough. Do you have anything planned or is it just going to be a chill with the kids at home kind Quite of vibe? Quite apt, actually. I'm taking Soren for his first ever cinema trip. 
on Friday. Whoa, nice. Yeah. That's going to be, that's always great memories. Um, before we go into his, do you remember the first time you went to the cinema? Maybe not the first time. Hmm. I think about that one. Go on, what was yours? I think, I could be wrong. This might just be the first one I remember. My mum would probably have another thing. But I, I, the first film I remember seeing in the cinema was Jumanji. Okay. I yeah. can't Did remember what year that came one? out. But um, I think it was early early 90s somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't born. I must have been in someone else's body because I'm only 25. But um, <laughs> uh, 1995. Um, yeah, that's the first one I remember. But I may have been before. Um, I will have yeah. to check with, yeah. with mum. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's the first one I remember. Uh, so okay yeah the first one i can really think of at the moment and remember is titanic oh yeah that was like 96 or 7 so not that long after that yeah i like the same as you i might have been to one or two before that but i don't remember them them. yeah Yeah. so um what are you taking soren to see then the mario film oh awesome yeah Yeah. that's gonna be cool as hell as well yeah he's um he said a few times in the last sort of year or two that he's wanted to go. We weren't really sure if he was old enough, but we're pretty sure he is now. You know, he's been going to school for a few months now, and he's grown up a lot in that time. And uh, obviously off of school for two weeks, so we won't get these chances to go that much anymore anyway. So, uh, get, yeah. so Does he watch said, a lot of films at home? Not really. Not really. <laughs> so this might be like a, a massive deal then, because yeah, actually going to like watch a movie. Yeah, he always always. So, so, so you've got a spare um five hundred quid then, do you? Because that's how much it costs to go to the cinema <laughs> these days. No, it's not bad. We we just had a new cinema open up. It's the same, the same. Um, people owned the old cinema here, but they they basically had a new building built, and it's going to cost fourteen pound for the two of us to go. That's not bad. Generally, it's I think it was seven pound seventy for an adult ticket. That Mike, that's a mate. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. They, it, yeah. It varies from cinemas. You get some really nice one. There's a really posh cinema in Cheltenham called the Tivoli, which is like, you know, amazing, like almost sofas that you can sit on. It's beautiful. And it's like £25 a ticket. And then you can go to Cineworld and it's like £9.50 or whatever. So, yeah, it can vary. But £7.50 is good. That's yeah. Fair. Yeah. Really good. Uh, nice. Before, before we had kids, me and Kelly were probably go to the cinema every other week we were going to the cinema all the time loads and loads wow. of week. uh but yeah since having kids we just haven't been able to kelly loves films i mean i do too i wouldn't be talking about them here but uh <laughs> yeah kelly really enjoys films we used to <sighs> like going cool. to the cinema exciting for him i'm excited for him yeah That's yeah be really me cool. too um but i mean yeah i was gonna say he 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 does like films sometimes but he always complains when we say we want to put a film on He'd rather watch YouTube. He watches his YouTubers That's, playing Roblox. Isn't that just standard kids these days? Like yeah. uh, the attention span has dipped somewhat since we were kids. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. But yeah. if you watch it in the cinema, he can't go anywhere. So no, that's what I was <laughs> he thinking. might be like. Do you know what? I'm going to let this story sink in, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. We did it with um, Big Hero Six, I think it was. Uh, we we really liked it. And we knew he liked it. He he was really excited about it for the first 10 minutes and then dropped off. So we kept mm. putting it on and then he would get 15 minutes into it and then 25 minutes into it. And once he was like liking the whole film and watching the whole film, he he loved it. He wanted to put it on all day, every day. Oh, that's awesome. 
which is something we can talk about. I've um, no, I well, one of the f- one of the films that um, I will be mentioning was a film that I watched apparently just twenty four seven as a kid. So yeah, we'll get into <laughs> that later. Yeah, awesome. Uh, but well, well, we got a few bits of news before we go into that because we could we could probably just easily go off on a tangent and go straight into the main topic like we like we sometimes do. <laughs> yeah, uh, do. and have to pull it back. So um, so um, there is a couple of news bits. Uh, that we missed off of last week, even though that was my specifically my job to go through all the news for the earlier in the year and get everything we've missed, and then I still missed some. Um, but a couple of massive bits of news from us. Today, we hit 10,000 all-time downloads um, across all platforms, which is absolutely incredible. Hells Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we just want to say thank you to all of you. Really appreciate it. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, we just there are no words. We love you, and thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you for sticking around. Thanks for all the support. Yeah, Discord's going off like anything, getting loads of downloads, loads of people listening, loads of returning listeners, which is what we want. We don't. We have some people stopping by, listen to a couple. Obviously, we're not to their taste, or they forget about us or whatever. But so many of you guys come back. And that's been proven in the downloads and how many listens we have weekly and monthly and stuff. So, yeah, a massive, massive thank you to everyone. It's uh, it's making us feel really good about doing this podcast, which we still enjoy every single second of. So, yeah, everyone wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other, yeah, the other big news from us is we have actually released our Patreon today as well. Um <laughs> sorry i'm doing a lot of clapping uh yeah something we've been talking about for ages we, we were going to do it for a long time um but yeah, i was, I was just... starting to resent you <laughs> yeah for the sorry Patreon. starting to i was really starting to resent and no, i'm joking like, i went back right like <laughs> like only a couple of weeks ago <coughs> excuse me i listened to an old and like a really old one from like last year and then it was you saying on it yeah guys i haven't quite finished setting up the patreon yeah and i was like Fuck. So it's like a year and a half ago <laughs> but um yeah it's better um better late than never and well done to adam for setting yeah. up yeah it was it was easy as well um <laughs> no I, I think i was trying to make it too complicated because because we want to have so at the moment, we only have two different tiers. We have a £3 a month tier and a £5 a month tier. They're both sort of just for support at the moment. And uh, so the £3 tier will say a huge thank you to you, a really heartfelt thank you to you in the next episode. We'll read all the people that have joined the £5 tier out at the end of every episode with a with a massive heartfelt thank you. So, uh, yeah, I think I was trying to make it too complicated by trying to get merch merch ready and set all that up well whereas we don't need to just yet we thought i thought we'd get it all set up and then yeah we we'll do we're starting later. off starting off simple and yeah. then later on we do plan to do some dear download merch we'll do some more levels and do some other stuff but now it is literally just to support us and every bit of money we get goes directly back into the podcast in some way we will make it I don't know how we're going to do it, but we will make the podcast do some extra things. And then, yeah, like I said, later on, we'll do some merch and that will be really cool. But at the moment, we are starting as basic bitches on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll get better as we go. Yeah. And um, spoiler alert, we we had somebody, we had one person join the Patreon within like five minutes of me posting about it in the Discord earlier. So uh, (laughs) amazing. Thank you. We'll read, we'll do, so we, so we can do a trial run of exactly what we're going to do at the end of this episode 
Yes. <laughs> and you will hear what you're going to hear from now on. Um, <laughs> so thank you. Uh, we'll just sort that one out. Um, Adam's broken for some reason. <laughs> His mind has just no, switched off. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing on my list is a countdown to download. I've, no, I've touched on that briefly, didn't I? Yeah. Something we always look forward to because obviously, of course, it's the big one. I know we do cover a lot of other festivals, 2000 Trees, Bloodstock, etc. Um, but of course, download for a lot of us is the big boy. So we're looking forward to doing our really big build up, concentrate, get into all the nerdy detail of download before it kicks off. So yeah, we are looking forward to it. But we're just waiting, we're waiting on download. Yeah. <laughs> I, Waiting I was, on download to sort things out before we can do it. I was just about to say that because the reason why I wrote that down was because that this is how, like from this episode onwards now after this, that's how much time we need to get all the episodes in that we, we want. So if they don't yeah. release the stage splits and the days and everything between now and two weeks when we're recording again, I don't know what we're going to do next episode. <laughs> but we'll do something fun. And and then we'll do some cramming. We'll do massive, massive cramming between yeah. whenever they release it and down and the start of download. Even if they do it like a week before they release it. A week, they'll, they'll do it earlier in the week, long with more time than a week. But even if they do give us just a week, we'll do five episodes in a week. <laughs> <And then. laughs> yeah, well, they're just doing loads of stuff weird um at this i'll mention saying afterwards if you aren't going to mention it on thing because it's saying we didn't mention last time i'm not sure if it happened between the two episodes the last one and this one if you don't mention it i will okay. um but i just hope download don't go oh it's sold out so people don't need to know the stage splits until right. really close to the time because it doesn't matter because they're all going to come anyway kind of yeah. thing so i hope they don't do that because that'll put us in the shit yeah <laughs> we have to be uh, like, right. yeah <laughs> we have to cram in a load of episodes so yeah, yeah hopefully hopefully it all syncs up but you never yeah. know we'll just take a guess we'll just go yeah mm, why not yeah you should be we'll there do, well, yeah we'll do our own stage splits yeah <laughs> forget <laughs> download we'll do our own ones yeah awesome um and yeah so so on that on the countdown to download this is where we, we, we're going to start saying uh, about the Wednesday morning episode as well, um, exactly the same as we did last year. But I want to give you as much as as much time in advance as I can. Um, so what we did last year, if if any of you are new and didn't hear it, we we basically asked everybody to send us a message or send us a, a voice clip telling us what download means to you. Yeah, any you know how excited are you for download? Yeah, like I said, who you're looking forward to. What, you know, what the hell are you going to do? What kind of year are you expecting? It's it's a sellout. You know, it's so different to download. And uh, it'd be great to hear from some new people as well, their first time about what you're expecting from the festival. Um, and it would yeah. be great. Yeah, because, you know, we're going to try and catch up with as many people as we can when we're there. So it would be great to get some audio clips from some people and put them on the morning episode. And then everyone can listen to what you think about download. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of like your. It's kind of like your podcast. It's it's the fans' yeah. podcast episode where yeah. you guys get to say your thoughts on download rather than us saying it. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, that's awesome. Nicely put. And uh, and yeah, we'll release it on the Wednesday morning of of download, and so people can listen to it and try and get themselves hyped up. I know you're probably going to be wanting to listen to music as well. Um, but I mean, a lot of people have quite a long journey, so yeah, you can put that on on the way to download just to get you emotional hyped up all sorts of uh, feelings about what's going to happen over the weekend 
on your way to Downer Festival. Oh yeah, so um, so I think I know what you uh, were alluding to a minute ago, wondering if I was going to talk about it. I'll make sure there's nothing else. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the Wednesday morning episode that's going to be amazing. We hope as many of you get back to us as possible. Like I said, you you can send us a voice clip. Uh, there's many ways of doing that. You can find links uh, in the show notes to to send us an email or anything like that. Um, or you can just type out a message and send it to us, and one of us will read it in that episode. So yeah, let's go to the news then. And Simon, will you bring us in with your news intro, please? Come on! This is the news. We've got news coming for you now. Just shut up. The the news is going to come now. This is the news. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you, Simon. Um, so yeah, what you were, you were alluding to a minute ago, I assume, was the Andy Copping interview. That was not what I was alluding to. Oh, okay, well, the Andy Copping interviews, I should say, because there was one a few weeks back. It wasn't Andy Copping, was it? Shit, I fucked up. It was the Download Festival team's news. <laughs> uh, one of them recently was Andy Copping, and he has said... What is it? It's gone. It's gone from my head. Oh, that is very, very nearly almost sold out, um, which is incredible. Uh, so at the time of recording, it is still only the Saturday of the day tickets that sold out, I think. The Friday, the Sunday and the Thursday haven't. Thursday. Mm-hmm. It might have changed by the time this is released, but um, it's only 90,000 people capacity. Is that <coughs> correct? <coughs> I didn't actually see that in the interview. In the- e- uh, yeah, I think that was said somewhere because um, I saw that people were discussing. This is the thing that I said on there as well. Like, I feel like download, I said up this in Discord, I feel like download fluctuates. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. Sometimes they say it's more, but I don't actually think it's that much. Because yeah. so, the one thing I couldn't find anywhere when researching was actual numbers and attendances of each download. Yeah. They're just not, and if anyone can find them, then they're a better person than I am. But I've done a pretty deep search on download and I can't find, some years have them and then other years just have just nothing. Like we have no idea what the attendance was. It might've been mentioned at the time, but there's no actual record of it on the internet that I can find. So yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, 90,000 is a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> still. It's a hell of a lot of people. So yeah, and it's going to feel super super busy because it hasn't sold out in so long but yeah yeah i feel like 19 is a is a fantastic number i mean it always feels busy when you're in the arena but this year i think it's going to be you know when you turn around sometimes and you look back and you just see yeah (laughs) just a sea of people so i'm looking forward to that but yeah yeah but i the, the the years that it sold out before i'm not sure if it was every single thing has sold out there wasn't uh, such a a there wasn't as big a deal made about it as it is being this year. So mm. it might be the first time that it's ever fully, fully sold out, like even all the day Possibly. tickets. Possibly, yeah. Which is incredible, You're right. which is the first. It's going to be an amazing year because of it. It's going to be interesting Definitely. to see what what happens. Really. Put as much money into the festival as possible because they can only do bigger and yeah. better things with more money. And I'm guessing with more money means you can spend more money on acts that cost more money in the following years so that can only be great for the festival because i'm sure there's people that they've wanted to book and they've looked at what they'll their cost and they've gone maybe not now yeah because <laughs> yeah. that's pretty pricey so yeah maybe in future this 
festival will help us this year will help us get some acts in the future that maybe we haven't been able to afford before kind of like a you know like a monopoly for instance build yeah. up those numbers yeah definitely looking forward to it it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting to talk about after so uh, i'm definitely looking forward to uh to mm. seeing it and seeing what goes down yeah, uh, yeah. the other interview i was going to say about was uh, it was a few weeks back I don't remember the guy's name. I thought it was Andy Copping until about five minutes ago, even less than that, three minutes ago. Uh, I know I knew it wasn't him, but I, it was something I scrabbled down really quickly before the episode. Uh, the other episode was about um, the festival in general, but they, he actually, the guy actually like said what the requirements are to be able to headline download. Do you remember saying okay. that? <clears throat> no. Um, I think, I can't remember who it was. So somebody basically asked him, what do you look for in a headliner? And 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 he said um, they have to be able to sell out an arena in London two nights in a row, and that's the first time okay. we've ever had any kind of sort of concrete information. Litmus yeah, test. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to take any credit for this, but I'm pretty sure I said that before on the podcast. Oh, have you? Okay. About that, if you can do arenas on, I didn't say sell out two nights in a row. Yeah. But I said that. If you can sell out multiple arenas on a tour, yeah, I feel like you would be big enough to head this festival, headline this festival. Um, but if they're particularly looking <clears throat> for two nights in the same place, then that makes it very, yeah, very different. Because like I said before, like Ghost sell out arenas. They might not have sold out two arenas in the same place, but they've sold out arenas on the same tour. Yeah. Yet they're still not even headlining. So Yeah. <laughs> maybe they're very particular about you has to be two. But have Biffy ever sold out two places on I, one night? I don't think so. No, I don't maybe know. they have, but I know Biffy have sold out the O2, which is incredible, but have they done it two nights in a row? I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. So yeah. But I mean, yeah, the one. thing is, could they? If they did, it, it <coughs> could just be that they haven't. Probably, yeah. They haven't booked booked the arena for two nights in a row at the beginning of the tour <laughs> yeah, when, they're, when they're planning yeah. it. So, but they yeah, might be yeah, able do they, to. Do they book? Do they book the tour and they go, right, guys? We really want to play Download next year, so um, we better book two nights in this <laughs> fucking city. Like, yeah, that's. So so wait a minute. So in London, so if you sell two nights out in Manchester, you're not good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has to be the O2. Yeah. Um, now we're talking about this. I am not. I I'm doubting whether I read that right. Um, no, you it does sound a bit did. silly, but yeah, it. Um, I'm pretty sure it's had two nights in London, two two arenas in London. I mean, that is the big one. Like you know, yeah. cities are cities. You know, Birmingham is is a massive city to sell out. Manchester, Liverpool, you know, all of the the big big cities. But when you sell out London, I'm sure as anyone in a band would tell you, even playing London has a different sort of vibe to it so selling out you know multiple nights arenas in london you you are definitely big enough to headline download yeah. so i i agree with it but yeah i just yeah. think it's kind of weird just being it has to be particularly <laughs> two nights but yeah but yeah, i mean i was saying a minute ago the only band i've really noticed that do it uh that i've noticed is the keywords there is i made them because they always end up adding another night after the first announcement i don't know yeah. if other bands really do that like well, said, if you look at everyone that's playing this year, I mean, <clears throat> Bring Me, 100%, Metallica, 100%, Slipknot, 100%. So, I mean, that's they're, they're just definitive. You know they could sell out two yeah. nights of the O2, yeah. all those bands. So that proves that theory right. 
Yeah. Um, maybe it's a from now thing, and maybe that wasn't a thing before. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the litmus test now. <clears throat> I, I thought it was more like, um, you know, like we always use the, the Bring Me at Reading, for instance, like when you see a band headline another festival, because yeah. they don't have to headline your festival, and then you look at them there and you think, oh, that's big. They can they can get down. Because, you know, I was kind of gutted that the first festival Bring Me headlined wasn't download. Yeah. And it was a- Reading. they started, yeah. Yeah, because so they're, they're out there. And I don't want to keep separating, you know, download and Reading, the people that go to Reading, because a lot of the same people go to Reading and go to download. But Reading has changed so much now. It's almost not an alternative festival. It's basically become a pop festival. I'm sure it will go in back into being an alternative festival again at some point. But at the moment, it is aimed very much towards a young, popular form of music. And I just yeah. feel like Bring Me Up, our band. And yeah. I would have oh. liked if they... It would be like if Slipknot didn't headline download in 2009 they headlined reading it would yeah. kind of feel like it had been stolen away from us and i feel like that even though it was yeah <laughs> even though it wasn't the uh the main stage at reading the second stage is as big as other main stages are so i kind of feel like yeah reading stole that away from us you know but that's yeah. just me <laughs> yeah um i was gonna say they're run by the same people aren't they i was gonna say maybe like yeah they were sort of waiting for someone else to take the the leap of faith with the band like that but yeah it's still live nation but maybe it worked like that somehow i don't really know yeah i wish i did um <laughs> but yeah anyway so moving on from that we also have um phone thefts are huge at the moment okay have you have you seen that um gen- generally at gigs uh i think it was oh what tour was it recently um Don Broco, was it? it could have been a Don Broco gig. Um, okay. there, there's people that go go there just to steal people's phones. Uh, and I think it happened a lot at Download last year. Um, and phone thefts are massive at the moment, it seems, uh, especially at gigs as well, because you're so packed in tight. Um, yeah, it's easy for them to get. So uh, I'm surprised you haven't hadn't seen that or heard of that. I mean, I thought. I mean, now being the time back in the day stealing a phone had a purpose but yeah. now if you steal a phone and you block the imei number you essentially have a brick that you can't use yeah so what <laughs> is the purpose of stealing the phone if they're stealing the phone to sell the phone for parts it makes sense if you get an yeah. iphone 12 or 30 you know whatever but if you're just stealing phones to steal it for a phone that is evidently pointless. Unless you're going to sell it to someone who doesn't know that the phone is blocked, then you're... I worked for Mazuma Mobile before, so we dealt yeah. with... <clears throat> I worked for their customer service where you would get a lot of calls from people saying, I've got this phone to sell, and the first thing you're asked to do is to check the IMEI number on the police database, which we had access to. Yeah. And then there's always <laughs> nice. people that called up, and I'd be like, how are you doing? Yeah, Simon from Mazuma Mobile. Yeah, can I check the IMEI? I said, well, what phone you got? Yeah, iPhone you know, 7, whatever. Cool, let me check the IMEI number. You put it in, bang. I'm afraid this phone has been reported as lost or stolen, so we can't accept the phone. And yeah. sometimes it was genuine people who had bought the phone off of someone and it had the marker in it. And they're like, oh my God, this person sold me this phone. And But yeah. then you, when you're on the phone as well, you always got the idea that sometimes it was dodgy people trying to sell you phones that they'd nicked. So, yeah. But I, I just, I, I don't see the point in stealing a phone anymore. I mean, it, I doesn't, that doesn't serve any purpose to me but it's annoying that people are having their phones stolen so yeah yeah just back up your stuff people get your google drives get your OneDrive. get <laughs> back up your stuff because 
you know, if you've got a phone where you've got photos of all your kids and your family and that, and you don't back it up and you've got, you know, 128 gig that's got 20,000 photos on it, make sure that is backed up because you do not yeah. want to lose all those photos. That's what's important. The phone, you can get a phone anywhere now these days. Do you know what I mean? For, you know, not that much. If you're on a contract, you can port your stolen and get a new one, blah, blah, blah. So just back up your phones, people. Back up your vids. Back up whatever you got on there. Let's, uh, even if you get your phone stolen, let's back these things up, man. That's my recommendation. Yeah, yeah nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was nice. I wasn't expecting <clears throat> that kind of detail, but I didn't realize you worked sorry. for a phone company before. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, that's cool. It's good insight. How long ago was it that you worked for them? I worked for them from 2012 to 2014. So okay. a while ago now. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, we it was just phones and phones and phones and phones that's all we dealt with so yeah uh but all because so i have an insight yeah and until all the thefts at download last year i i thought exactly the same as you i thought you can't there's no point in stealing the phone anymore there's nothing you can get from it uh but i think i have read uh, in some of these sort of threads or or facebook posts um that they, they, they can they can send them to other countries and they can actually do stuff with them so oh, well, it's, I mean, it's not then, yeah. it's not just selling them yeah. in this country. They basically send them abroad, and they can hack them somehow. But yeah, Simon so tips number two: If you're a guy, keep your phone in your front pocket or inside jacket <clears throat> pocket when at a gig. Don't put your phone on your outside pocket. Someone will put their hands in their gear. If you've got jeans, put it in the front of your pocket. Phones are big now; you can always feel it's there. Yeah, I know you're jumping yeah. <laughs> around and stuff, but don't put your phone in your back pocket. And if you're if you're a lady and you've got a purse or whatever. Make sure it's zipped up nice and tight at a gig, especially. Keep it close to you. Put it in front of you, not to the side. Just little stuff like that will deter people from going into your pockets because these are, you can bleep this if you want, they're f- sly cunts. Yeah. They are <laughs> proper sly. So, yeah. Yeah. Just, and, um, and, well, and if you catch them, have... them doing it, repeatedly punching them in the face yeah. is always <laughs> a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I downloaded last year, they had like proper sort of military type. Uh, jackets on vests on so they could slide them in and they you couldn't feel them um there's another guy who got caught out i think i think it was one of the don broco gigs he had a jacket that he'd sewed extra pockets inside he had you could see the jacket had six extra pockets for his phones um they're sli- yeah absolutely exactly what he said they're sly sly cunts i ain't gonna bleep yeah, it yeah just um, yeah look around look around <clears throat> just 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 be careful people you don't want your stuff stolen man but be clever as well don't be stupid you do stupid things and stupid things will happen. So yeah, just, you know, be sensible and try and keep them in your pockets and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but be- yeah, because of that, I think Kelly had seen it and she's got, I think it's kind of like a workman's belt where it's like a bum bag, but it's flat. No, it's a running belt um, to put your phone in. So it's a bit like a bum bag. Oh, it like but slides flat. in. Um, yeah. And she's oh, okay. Like, like, yeah. Well, I can, probably I can do it up here. I'm doing it down away from the camera. But yeah, it's flat. A bit like well, as flat as a camera, really, and uh, not camera phone, and um, it stays, you know, stays there because it's designed for running. And she's going to put it in oh, there cool. and underneath a t-shirt. Uh, nice. Another thing I saw, I actually the first time I saw one of these was at download, um, and you can get like a phone bungee, and and you can you put it like so it goes over the corners of your phone, both sides, um, and then you can clip it to your to your trousers, and it's mm-hmm. like just like a telephone bungee, and you can put. So your, if someone tries to pull it. They pull you with it, and you're like, "Hold on a minute!" Oh, well, no, my, my thought was when you're a spin kicking in the uh, in the pit, you've got more reach. 
<laughs> when you're spin kicking in the pit, what is this? 2006. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, basically, so they they can't un- un- unattach it from you uh, if you put. When that you've bungee... gone back into the past to a Bring Me the Horizon gig in 2006, make sure you've got a bungee attached. To you. <laughs> I've I've never done a spin kick in a pit or thrown any punches. Oh, I've done multiple spin kicks in pit, in pits <laughs> back in the day. Multiple. Were you straight edge as well? Is that what the, the big no, thing was? No, it wasn't straight wasn't edge. <laughs> I was just not straight edge. I just wanted to get down to the hardcore, man. Okay. Spin kicks, multiple arm rolls. Oh, I don't... I, so I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't hit anyone around me. I always make sure I had room. I didn't want to hit anyone. But yeah. yeah. It was fun. Was it? Yeah. Oh, awesome. It's great. Good, good, good. Um, now, now I jump up and down for like a minute and I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, sorry, as I was saying, yeah, you put these um, this, this this thing over the corners of your phone and then you, you can put your uh, your case over the top of it as well to sort of more, uh, more secure and it's harder for them to get off as well there you go it's a good idea for merch we can brand them dear download yeah well i, I was gonna say uh um Stu has put a uh, a checklist of things to take in the discord as well is uh, an idea he had a little while ago and i never got around to doing it so he was like make me a mod i'll fucking do it myself uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah he did and so I'm, I'm gonna sort of put some links into into some of the things you can get uh and any suggestions from any of you as well um Something because there, there could be things I've not not come across that work really well against phone scum. Also, you just name dropped. I think that our admin slash awesome guy that's been helping us out on Discord, Stu, deserves a round of applause. So if everyone could just do a nice light clap for Stu for helping us out <laughs> on the Discord, three, two, one. Wonderful. Thanks, Stu. Good point, Stu. Yes, really appreciate you. <laughs> Um, you did. You did comment on you. You appreciated the the name drop last episode, so we'll do it again. There'll no, be multiple, yeah, abso- I'm sure. Absolutely, man. What did you say? Tupelo. Uh, Tupelo. Tupelo. Uh, oh my Tupelo. god, that's a deep cut sixth track, man. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> so happy that you know what that is. That's amazing. <laughs> Shout out to all the sixth fans that are listening. Shout I- out. I saw, I saw a new sixth T-shirt today that I want. I haven't bought a new band T-shirt in a long time. It's a style you've probably seen the one I got. It's like the all orange one that, but when they came mm, back in nice. like 2014, they brought out all like solid sort ish colors. They released some sick shirts when they came back. Like yeah. all of their T-shirts were amazing. Yeah, and I think it, it must be a new one. The fact that I've seen it today, it's like a bluish one. Yeah, I think I will because I haven't bought a new nice. band T-shirt for a long time. Can't get any nice. raunchy ones. Damn them. <laughs> damn fucking raunchy. Yeah, you can't release that. a goddamn album before I, I come over there. 2014 was the last album they released, and they said they were in the studio like three years ago. Fuckers. Disgusting. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Last Friday, someone released a song and sort of had them tagged in it. Like it came up on Raunchy's Spotify pl- uh, Spotify page as if it was a new song from them, but. It was nothing like raunchy, so it must have been a mistake. Tagged accidentally. Yeah. Same... I remember once I went on I went on to Static X and someone had tagged something as a Static X track list. So I was like, this is not Static X. <laughs> I don't know what this is. That was a couple of years ago. I was like, what? And then it got taken off. So yeah, it must have been that. Yeah. They must label stuff wrong accidentally sometimes. Accidentally, yeah. Like we are the official <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. download festival podcast. <laughs> 
we will be able to post in the Facebook if we were. Fuck yeah. It's like when I went when I went backstage at Trees and I was like, oh, I'm from Dear Download. And then the the woman that was running it kept on introducing me as as, as everyone to as this guy's from Download. <laughs> I, I didn't correct her. Nice. I didn't want to correct her. I was like, oh, this is Simon from Download. I'm like, hi, how are you doing? Like meeting all these PR people backstage. And I was like, I'm not going to say I'm not from Download because technically Download is in our name. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I like that. Um, no, I was going to say, Cold had the same happen to them. Cold haven't released anything new for a while either. Um, and a new song is like, oh, this shit, this is some weird trancey thing. I, just, I don't <laughs> want to listen to this. Um, obviously, it wasn't them. And it was just get my hopes up a little bit and then dash yeah. them away. Disgusting. Sort it out, Spotify. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but on that, speaking of Cold and... Uh, speaking of Cold... Um, Stu posted the Blue Ridge Rock Festival poster in the uh, in the Discord today. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it too much because there'd be loads to talk about. But I know it's Finger Eleven were on there. Were you were you a fan of Finger Eleven? They had some tunes. Yeah, Paralyzer. But I they when you just probably knew. Dis- well, they disappeared from my ears. I don't know whether they stopped being a band or whatever. But I do remember them, especially being talked about. Yeah, big time. They were always mentioned. Yeah, they had some bangers as well. Yeah, they're very good. Really good. Uh, in fact, they, I, I know I've said this before, but it was a while ago. They did, <laughs> it's just come full circle. They released, or or somebody released, a song of theirs under Slipknot Iowa, just before Slipknot Iowa was out. Iowa was out. Uh, oh. It was their song Suffocate. And that's how I got into them. Back when I you could download from Napster or LimeWire or something. And I was like, oh, this is so good. It doesn't sound anything like Corey Taylor. I was young and stupid. <clears throat> I had no idea, um, but I should have known. But yeah, it was, it was such a good song, Suffocate. Wow, that's cool. There you go. The Miss Tagging stuff can work in your favour as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yes, shall we move on to the main topic of movies? Can I, can I just mention the one thing that you haven't mentioned oh, that yes. I thought you would mention? Uh, right. You might need to correct me here, but am I right in saying that this year at Download Festival, there is no loyalty scheme? You are correct. There is no loyalty scheme. Yeah. There wasn't last year for some of us either. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm a dick. That's all I'm going to say about that. But um, I think people were genuinely disappointed about that. They were. Um, I was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the reasoning behind it. I have a feeling it's to do with they want to make as much money as possible, yeah. um, which is fair enough, I guess. I just feel like rewarding people that continuously go to festival can only be a good thing to get them to come back to your festival. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, if it's a one-off, that's fine. If they're going to stop doing it altogether, I think people might be a little bit up in arms about it. But um, but yeah, but sorry, that's I just I wanted to mention that because I'm not sure if we mentioned it before. Yeah, no, good point. I hadn't mentioned it. I didn't even think about mentioning it. Um, what I was, like I said, I was disappointed as well. I was looking forward to getting fifty pound for free, <laughs> but uh, um, <laughs> but I, I, I've seen some arguments online about it, saying, "Well, they don't need to do it. it. It was, it was a, it was a scheme to get people to come and make money from them, but they've sold out, so they don't need to entice people yeah. to come." It's true. It's true. 
all, all good. Yeah, I'm sure there's yeah. reasons behind it, but we'll see. It's not this year. I'm sure we'll discuss it next year and see what happens. But yeah, yeah if you were looking forward to the Lilter scheme, I'm sorry, guys, but there isn't one this year. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But uh, well, yeah. I mean, we 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 have applied for press passes for this year, so we can go backstage and shake people down for your loyalty money from last year. Anyway, can't we? So. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to steal Andy Copping's phone, guys. That's my that's that's my plan for this year. Get real close, get a hug, swipe that phone. <laughs> awesome. Um and one more thing, okay, as we're out, you you made me look up my notes again because I wasn't Sorry. going to Empire State Bastard. What did you think? They released a song last Friday. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I thought it was really good actually. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing some other stuff. I was like, "Oh, okay." It reminded me of um, when Mike Patton from Faith and More done his metal side project. And it feels like that. It feels like that they've gone, look, I just want to write some heavy stuff and just scream and do that. And I was like, okay, this is really good. So I can't pass judgment yet. What I heard was good. I liked it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm interested to see what they do next. And I have two opportunities to watch them live this year because I'm going to Trees, which they're playing, uh, yeah. and download. So if I miss them at one, I can catch them at the other. Yeah. So I will be hoping to catch them, you know, at some point this summer. So yeah, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I I wasn't a fan of it. It reminded me of a dingy skittle alley when I was 15. I think I said that about somebody else recently as well. And just, just the, that, that just makes me like it so, more. Yeah. Why does that not make like make you like it? Yeah, less. You should like it more because of that. that sounds great. No, I'm trying to move on and and be better than okay. that 15 okay. year old. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I, yeah. Good point. That is a very good point. Um. You're making me. Yeah. But yeah. No. I didn't. I it's didn't fun. like it. I didn't like his vocals in it. I will give it another well, listen. Though, I think. Well, we'll see what else they might release. Yeah. Something else that's yeah. um that's more to your liking. So we'll see. Awesome. Okay, so that is everything from the first hour. Oh, no, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Real quick, real quick. Uh, Like I said last time on the podcast, I went to the first round of the um, Bloodstock Metal to the Masses, um, Gloucestershire Cheltenham one, which was excellent. And I went to the one last Saturday, uh, round number two, also really, really good. Um, A band called Scorer played first. They were excellent. Um, They got my vote. Really heavy, really good, fantastic live. Um, it was hard to sort of pigeonhole them, but the singer was really good, sort of, I want to say Lamb of God-esque vocals. Um, then another band, um, Ivira, which were really, really good as well. They were missing a bassist on the day, I think, um, but they still sounded really good with synths, a uh, guitarist, drummer and singer. They were excellent as well, really heavy. Um, and then Colt Trexy were the last band on. Um, they were like a weird kind of new metal-y heavy band. Uh, one of the bands pulled out, so it was going to be four. Bear Pit pulled out, but it was going to—it was only three. Um, but I believe that Scorer won the night, so I think that they're through to the next round of the Gloucestershire Metal to the Masses. So yeah, I've been loving them. I can't go to the other two rounds because me and Adam are at my stag do for one of them. Yeah. And it's my best friend's wedding for the other one. So I've been to the first <laughs> two. They were excellent. So um, yeah, really enjoying them. Definitely get down to your local Metal to the Masses. Find out where it is. Support local music. It, this was rammed both times I went. It was fantastic to see yeah, it packed for every single show. Really, really cool. So support your local scene, music. Go to your local Metal to the Masses because it's awesome. Excellent. So we should probably bring Ronnie in at this point because we've talked about a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, Sorry, right, right. We've talk, yeah. We're talking. We're doing a. We're doing an episode not about Download Festival. We've probably spoken about Download for about forty-five <laughs> minutes today <laughs> already. Uh, right. Yeah. We're not going to call Ronnie in. We're not going to signal him. Okay. He's here. He's ready. I've told him to hurry the hell up. We've got to get on to the main subject. Go. He he shuffled in as if it was like an assembly. He he, he did it a minute ago. <laughs> um. So yeah. This 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 episode is going to be about films. It was Simon's idea. Simon needs to help me out at this point because I don't know what we're... Simon has done a lot more research on the films he's written down. Uh, it's basically our favorite, uh, some of our favorite films. But yeah, Simon's written down like the release year it's released and all that. And <laughs> I've done, yeah, I've done notes. But yeah, I, I mean, I just said to, I said to Adam, you know, we've got this episode before we do go download and it's going to be so download heavy. I thought we'd take yeah. a step away from music. Even though we will mention music to do with movies, that we'd take a step away from that and talk about films because we like films. We like music. Movies are my second passion next to music. So, you know, they're very close to each other. So yeah, I thought we, me and Adam could talk about some of our favorite films and take a step away from uh, music and download and stuff for a little while before we ramp up to the festival in the coming episodes. Yeah. Awesome. Hang on. Give me notes. Pitch Black. <laughs> it's, it's cold. That's a, that is, ladies and gentlemen, to what you call a cold open. Just I don't, I don't. straight in. No messing around. Bang. Um, yeah, you said like some of our favourite films. I don't really have a list of or a, a, a numerical order of favourite films like I do bands. Like Iron Maiden is my absolute favourite band. They ha- always have been. Um I've never had a favourite film, but whenever anybody's asked me what my favourite film is, Pitch Black was always mm. the first one that came to my mind. Um, so I assume it must be that. That's the first one I always say. <laughs> That's probably your favourite film then, if you say, yeah. Well, well, yeah, Pitch Black. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> Go on. I don't know, pro- probably because I I like watching films, but they're not as big a part of me as music is. So I don't number them. I don't like... I mean, I like like a lot of different films equally, I would say. I feel like films are, for me, if you really sat me down with a gun to my head, I could probably come up with my 10 favourite bands more easily than I could come up with my top 10 favourite films because I feel like um, there's more factors going into a movie. I mean, there's a lot of factors to making an album and being in a band, but I feel like for a movie, there's so much happening on so many different levels. It's a lot harder to sort of categorize them as favorites and plus it's always changing because films aren't necessarily released like bands release music it's harder to categorize them and get them into a definitive you know yeah. list of of what they are and yeah it's, it's, it's preference as well some film that might be my favorite film other people might be like that is an awful film so same with music as well you might go oh i like iron maiden other people are going bloody hell iron maiden really like do you know what i mean so yeah yeah but i feel like films are harder to define so i'm with you on that yeah and I, like, like you said, there's so much going on, so much going on behind the scenes, like so much to understand and learn about films. You know, you, you, you could be you could be uh, an absolute professional in shooting the films, but you don't know anything about writing. And so the, the writing of the story might sort of you, you might not be as well equipped, I guess, to judge the, the writing of the story if that makes sense i can't that's not get you yeah yeah totally right words, no I, i'm with you though i'm with you where, yeah, where music yeah. is easier for there's a lower skill ceiling 
lower skill ceiling. It's easier to define, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's easier to define because you you'll get you might get the same person that uh, wrote the music, recorded the music, and released the music. Whereas a movie, you'll have a director who, like you said, will be shoot everything how they think is thing, but they they could they might not necessarily be able to write a film. And then you've also got the people that are depicting the characters in the film yeah. as actors as well. And then you've got effects and music and like there's just so much going on. Yeah. Like it's really hard. Yeah. So do do you have a favorite film? Absolute favorite film of all time? Um yes, I think I do. I'm not gonna talk about it in this episode. Um I think my favorite film of all time is Vanilla Sky starring Tom Cruise. I think we have talked about that briefly before and you said that you hadn't seen it or you had seen it and you can't remember it. I think we have talked about it briefly. Um but I think that is my favorite film of all time because of the amount of detail and levels and it's it's just an absolute masterpiece. It's not even that much of a well-loved film. It's just um I do consider myself to be quite a movie buff and I think that that film hits all of the notes of everything that I like that I want from a movie. So it's a very strange film. I like mind bending. I'm not sure what this means, what that means. This could be interpreted that way or this way kind of movies. They're the movies that really, really... I, I like just generally fun films as well, but those are the movies that always seem to be my favourites. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that I would say that is, for the last 15 years, been my definitive number one film. When you start to get to the fives and sixes and sevens, it's very difficult to put <laughs> anything in there, but... Yeah, I have a general idea, but it would change. The next month I'd go, oh my God, why isn't that in there? And then it would all change again. So yeah. it would change every month, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I, I have a, a a bit of a liking for, uh, is it still is it class of slapstick? Um, but yeah, comedy, old comedy. So I think in, in, in my list, I have Monty Python's Holy Grail in there. I have um, classic Spaceballs in there. Yeah, other one. Oh, I haven't got any more. But yeah, all of those old ones like Airplane, Police Academy. So yeah, the I the original them. sort of yeah seventies eighties kind of slapstick yeah. old school comedy, which which are all great. I actually have one of those in my list. Uh, it's not slapstick, but it is an eighties comedy. Yeah. Actually, I have two eighties comedies in my list, so we will get to yeah, those. Cool. Um, so yeah, but anyway, should we talk about Pitch Black? Because that's where we were originally going to start talking about. Yes. Um, well, I didn't know what you wanted me to talk about. It really, I don't know. It's just sort of. It was. Well, first of all, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. It, every time I watch it, I just go, "God, that's a great film." Yeah, it really is I, fantastic. And didn't you say you mentioned in one of our other podcasts that you're like this started your love affair for Vin my, Diesel, my, my, my man crush, <laughs> your man crush, your man crush. That was it. Yeah, yeah. your man I crush. I, I like Vin Diesel. There are a lot of Vin Diesel films I like, but I like the Riddick films. I like that character. Yeah, I, I, you know. Uh, Pitch Black is by far the best one, but Chronicles has its has its merits as well. And Riddick, although it is kind of a soft reboot of um, of um, Pitch Black, it's still really good and has its moments as well. But I I like that character. Yeah, um, I feel like it worked for him really well. And in the first movie, I mean, it's acted, directed, filmed so well. He he barely speaks for the the first like half of the film. Yeah. And you can't take your eyes off of him because the direction and his acting is just brilliant. It's a, it's a fantastic movie. So yeah, I mean, what do you like about it? Like when did you first watch it? When, when you, did um, you see did you get to see it in the cinema because that would have been absolutely epic. No, I, I didn't. never saw it in the cinema. I caught it on video. Uh so so I I I've said before I worked in a a games shop. My 
my cousin owned a game shop here and I worked worked there for probably three to four years and that's the first place I saw it. it people kept bringing it in to trade it in and and I just kept seeing it on the shelf and I was just interested in it so I, I could borrow I could borrow any DVDs because they were all second hand um you probably had that the same at the cx could you <clears throat> or, yeah it worked at cx yeah. so i mean that's where i found a lot of movies because movies came in and obviously when you're packing the shelves and putting stuff out i go oh that looks interesting so i uh, there would be a simon pile aside every month yeah. where <laughs> the dvds that because that's a great thing about working in a place like cx you get first pick of all the films yeah so someone would bring something in or people would recommend stuff to you i'd i'd i'd, I'd, I'd get told off for just standing there talking to people about films (laughs) (laughs) and it'll be like right sorry next customer's got to come because i could stand here and talk about and i got so many great recommendations from people that used to just come into the store and be like dude if you like that you should like this film and 90 percent of the time i would be like that person was totally right so yeah yeah, you get to see a lot of that when you work in somewhere where those things get brought in yeah do you know what i'm gonna say one in a minute as well that you i I forgot about which i i think is gonna blow your mind Mm. um another another, i'm ready another one Oh, sorry, c- c- carrying on with um, Pitch Black, I'll c- c- come to that in a minute. Um, just, I mean, just his opening dialogue is amazing as well. A lot of people probably won't have heard it because it's so it's so deep and so like soft. And obviously, when you put a film and you don't want to put it up too high, and because there's explosions after as well. Um, but yeah, everything he says in that first bit is, I, I think, is absolutely amazing. Machinae Supremacy actually used it in one of their songs thinking about it oh nice uh, but yeah talk, nice. talking about like um deep sleep or deep space sleep whatever it is um they say yeah. they say that your your whole body shuts down everything but the primitive side i guess that's why i'm still awake yeah that's so <laughs> sick dude that is so sick yeah that's yeah that's when they were in the pods right at the beginning right before the ship crashes yeah yeah and everything's starting to go a little bit mental ah oh, it's, it's a great opening yeah it's just a boom there you are they're there the movie has begun. It's really good. Really, really great. Yeah, that, that could be why another reason why I like it, actually. There's no build-up to it. There's no crap at the beginning. Not, not that it's always crap, but yeah, just into it straight away. We're an alien. alien. I think I, I do really like sci-fi. And one of my favorites is like sci-fi on an alien planet, not sci-fi as in like here in 50,000 years. Um, Get you. And sort of learning the terrain. Everything is new. There's a really great shot actually at the beginning of that you've just reminded me of, which is one of my favourite shots of the movie, which is where the ship's crashing and she's trying to steer the ship and it shows the window that's broken and then it shows her face and then it zooms in on her eye really close up and you can see her eye going back and forward, back and forward, back. Then it goes back to the ship. Yeah. Then back to her. Then back to her eye going like that. Like yeah, yeah. it's really, really well shot, that film. It looks it's just what you said, it draws you in straight away. Yeah. And you're like, boom, and you're like, Oh, I want to see what happens here, because this is automatically interesting <laughs> yeah. so yeah i can see why in the first few seconds it really does suck you in that film yeah um but yeah so a lot of these is just um it's just films that i have watched multiple times over and over again when i was younger like like i said i never really had any favorites but there are some that i always went back to and this was probably one yeah. of the most and yeah it's such an incredible film how it ends it's, prob- it's probably in my top 20 sci-fi films without a doubt yeah. slots in there easily nice. very very good film awesome sorry what were you gonna say cut you off yeah, it's gone end of the film oh yeah where um you know he's a bad guy he's the asshole uh, the whole way through and uh, spoiler alert but it's an old film so i'm gonna no, spoil I, it don't spoil it okay okay um 
by the end of it where he well there's there's a there's a there's a decision to be made yeah that will sort of enlighten and you know all throughout the film you are thinking i kind of like this guy but he's kind of an asshole as well yeah so you're, you're never really sure to sort of trust throughout the film and at the end there is a a decision that is enlightening in multiple ways it's really really well done yeah yeah he's a sort of a i don't know if this is going to put give him too much away so i could delete it but he's sort of like a an anti-hero at the end De- definitely is, is that 100 okay to yeah. put that in your definition definition he is the definition of an anti-hero yeah cool does bad things but you still like him he still yeah. has some sort of charm or something that you think even though this guy kind of isn't a hero you really want to see him be the hero yeah like that's just a very well written character and they expand on it you know the second one He's the same character, but he's, he's very different. He's sort of morphed from your idea of him in the first one, if you've seen them back to back. So yeah, I, 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 I dig it, man. Really great choice. Yeah, really great choice. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Brilliant. Um, I can't really say what's your number two. What What do you want to talk about next? What na- name another film uh, <laughs> you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> yes. So I just want to say first of all that. I've just loved movies since since day. I've probably loved movies. I loved movies definitely before I started loving music. Music was movies were the first thing that I really really started. My mum is a huge movie buff, so that sort of got passed on to me. She would just watch film after film after. Even now, she still tells me about films that I haven't seen or random sci-fi films that I have to watch. So I think I got that from her. And let's just say that. She let me and my brother watch films <laughs> at a very early age that we definitely shouldn't have been watching. But she always explained to us that it's not real. It's a movie. People make the film, blah, blah. So, you know, we watched Robocop, Total Recall, you know, really brutal movies. Yeah. But we knew it was a film. So mum would let us watch them because we wouldn't be scared by them. We would be intrigued. Like me and my brother always thinking, oh, my God. It wasn't like, oh, my God, that was horrific. It was how the hell did they do that? Yeah. And that's the sort of mindset that we okay. went into with films. Yeah, so that's good. That's cool. it was always triggered by that. But yeah, anyway, so the first <laughs> film I want to talk about is by far one of my favorite films of all time, which is 1982's sci fi classic Blade Runner. Ah, I thought you were going to say they come or they live or whatever. Oh, they we, live. That's another great film. It's not on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant I film. I still haven't seen that. Um, but yeah, have you Blade seen, Runner. Go on. Have you, seen, have you seen Blade Runner? Me and Kelly watched it probably three-ish years ago um i think i missed the boat on that one i didn't enjoy it so much i didn't really get it i spoke i I know it was mind-blowing at the time of release um but yes i've seen it it wasn't a big thing for me to be fair okay okay well i'll just give you a quick rundown of the synopsis quickly so I've got all the synopsis quickly. Uh, so Rick Deckard, an ex-policeman, becomes a special agent with a mission to exterminate a group of violent androids as he starts getting deeper into his own mission. He questions his own identity. So that's kind of like generally what the film is about. So um, it's based on the book, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Um, by Philip K. Dick, which is a fantastic book if you like sci-fi novels. One of my favourite writers, he wrote... Minority Report, they do us for it wholesale, which was Total Recall. Um, he wrote loads of great novels that ended up obviously going on to be films. Um, but yes, directed by Ridley Scott, who directed Alien, the classic other sci-fi, and Gladiator, of course. And of course, it's got um, Harrison Ford as the lead, Rudger Hauer and Mary Sheen Young as well. Um, soundtrack by one of my favourite 
composers and synth artists of all time. Vangelis, um, the Greek guy, I actually wrote a song on my last EP that's dedicated to him because he passed away last year, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I, I will put a link to that in the description. But yeah, yeah I made a whole song dedicating to Vangelis because he inspired me to play synths a lot. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's essentially a noir detective story yeah. set in a futuristic world. Um, so it kind of harkens back to the yeah fifties, you know, crime noir stories, but set in a futuristic world. Um, it took thirty million pounds at the uh, as a budget, and only made forty one million at the box office at the time. It was a huge flop. Was that on top of the People thirty million? Just, or no, so it took thirty million to make and only made forty one back. So at the time, it was a huge flop. People yeah. didn't get it. Yeah. It was released on the same uh, week as a lot of other big films, so they think that that might have had something to do with it. Yeah. Um, but it didn't do very well. People just didn't. People liked it. I mean, the special effects were even to this day are absolutely insane all miniatures and um backlighting no cgi stands up with any film you will watch now but people just didn't get it at the time but then it was released on vhs and obviously people started to watch it and watch it and now it's obviously one of the considered to be one of the best sci-fi films of all time but yeah i just love this film i love noir uh, sort of slow paced with action story driven crime stuff and when you add science fiction on top of that I'm going to love it. Yeah, so yeah. I love this from day one. Um, but yeah, it is a fantastic film if you like sci-fi. And it has a 89% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, um, yeah it's great. I, I would recommend you watching it again, going in with a whole different mindset. If you just go, do you know what? I fancy saying sort of dark and Namari. Yeah. I want to watch some detective shit. You you might go in with a better, <laughs> a better vision of how to watch it and uh, you might get something else out of it because there's some great performances Rudger Hauer um as a lead android I mean at the end he does his tears in rain speech and there's a lot in it about obviously they have a lifespan it's about you know the the star that uh, shines twice as bright lives half as long and it's about you know sort of finding yourself and realizing that life is short so you should do the most with it that you can there's a lot of underlying yeah sort of things going on but yeah I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. if you haven't though I highly highly recommend it yeah uh okay well that wasn't think of that as the way i just was describing music that i am not a fanatic about last last week everything i said was direct and to the point that wasn't me trying to make it sound nice because i didn't like it um it was okay (laughs) yeah it was an okay film i just knew i didn't appreciate it as much as a lot of other people didn't it wasn't uh, and so that's fine and but Kelly loves it. It's one of Kelly's favorite films. Um, but we we don't get time to watch three hour films anymore, so we can't watch Doctor Sleep. She, she has, Doctor Sleep yeah. has been on her on her uh, watch list for well, as, as, as since it came out. Mm, um, nice. Well, I might have a film linked to that on my list. I won't say any more. Okay. Linked to <laughs> isn't Doctor Sleep the sequel? No, no, no. Yeah, Doctor Sleep is. Um, the Shining sequel, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Sorry. That's a three-hour one, but the other <laughs> three-hour one is um, the the sequel, uh, twenty forty-nine. Yeah, oh, twenty-four. Oh, Blade, Blade Runner. Runner yeah. So I got mixed yeah, up. it's fantastic. Then. It's uh, one of one of the best sequels of all time, in my eyes. I it? think it's a perfect the 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 best way anyone could have ever done a Blade Runner sequel. Yeah. It really stands up with the original as being okay almost as much of a good film 
in my eyes from being yeah. a huge Blade Runner yeah. fan. And I'm like, I have a poster downstairs in my front room of fucking Blade <laughs> Runner for fuck's sake. I have two of these movies on my wall downstairs that I'm going to mention. So nice. Um, but yeah, no, I, I might appreciate that one a little bit more. Like I said, I I don't I didn't dislike it. I wasn't just trying to to uh, cover it in sugar. D- <laughs> this is why movies and music is so good because some people hold them up here and some people yeah, don't. Yeah, it's great. It's all opinion. It's all opinion yeah, based. Uh, anyway, I was the same. Go just, just going off a little bit. I was exactly the same with all the the first three Star Wars films. That's the only ones I've seen. I saw them late, about ten years ago, and um, like they yeah they they weren't anything spectacular to me. Uh, I, I can understand why they were so big and uh, at the time of, of release, and, and I, the, 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 the people who saw them at the time passed that sort of affection for them down. But my parents weren't that bothered about it either. So when I saw it, I was like, I don't really get this. <laughs> and 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 the first time I saw all of those those three film storylines was in the Lego game. So I already knew it. <laughs> I knew what was coming up. Just the Star Wars Lego games are they great. Were amazing. Yeah. I like all the Lego games, but the Star Wars one is fantastic. Yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah, uh, but let's have a look. Well, what right, let's film. We'll move on. So, what uh, what movie would you like movie. to talk about next, sir? Movie. Okay. Um, Paycheck was one of my favorite films wow. back then as well. That's a deep sci-fi cut right there. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that's a good film, I man. Absolutely loved it. As, again, it was one of those ones that I kept going back and rewatching it. Not really sure why I can't I can't go into as much detail as you, but it's good. I mean, it's very um, it, it's very cutty. It's very it has a lot of layers as well. That film, yeah. it goes in and out of stuff and back and forth. And I haven't seen that film in probably ten years, but I still remember bits of it now. Yeah, that's a really really good deep cut too. So <laughs> I like it. I haven't seen it in probably another 15... film that absolutely bombed when it came out. Really, he absolutely. Fo- bombed completely yeah yeah i'm surprised when anyone even mentions it but it's a really underrated movie yeah. i think well i think i think maybe uh my my sort of love for riddles and, and puzzles and, and and that kind of thing you know he and, and and he did that he he sort of built that riddle and puzzle for himself to go through the movie and it's sort of that underlying theme of it is why i like it nice that's a great film, yeah. man. Brilliant film. Yeah. Wow, I haven't seen that in ages. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. I'm going to watch that this weekend. Awesome. I've got it. I've got it on Duv. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have to go dude. back and check it out. I'd like to buy a Duv. I've got it on Duv. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to buy a Duv. What's this? Yeah, cool. Really good film. Yeah, excellent, man. Wow. I can't believe you just mentioned Paycheck. That's kind of blown my mind a little bit, actually. It's kind of put me off my stride. I was like, oh my God, I was not expecting you to say that film. That's not the one really that good. I said was going to blow your mind either. The next, oh, I'll say the next one. No. Wow, my God, that that has totally blown my mind. <laughs> wow, that's a really good film. Yeah, if you like sci-fi and you haven't heard of Paycheck, you should definitely watch that film. It yeah. is a mind blast of a movie. It is a, like you said, it's a riddle yeah. all the way through. And you're trying to figure it out as he's trying to figure out the riddle. And you're like, what is happening? Like, yeah. So we should <laughs> it's pr- probably say, yeah. actually, um, roughly what it's about, a little synopsis, um, rather than just gushing over it. Um but yeah, it's uh, it's Ben Affleck is the main character, and he's a reverse engineer. Um, so he he takes some tech technology that another company has designed, and he reverse engineers it to build his company the same thing but better, basically. And I think he realizes his uh, things are going to go south. So, oh yeah, because of the nature of the job, his mind is wiped, isn't it? His mind is wiped after the job, so he doesn't know he's even done it. Yeah. 
Um, but he knew it was going to go south, so he leaves himself little clues when he wakes up. Um, and he follows uh, the little clues that he's left. He doesn't even realise it was him that left them, is it? I can't remember. But yeah, he has to uh, survive. He knows he's going to die if he doesn't follow all these clues. Yeah. He'll be killed. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. Really, really good film. Definitely check that out if you like sci-fi. Wow. That's blown my mind, dude. <laughs> that's blown my mind completely. Um, shall I do one of yeah, mine? Yeah, it's actually it. related because this one is to do with the mind. Um, this is probably my second favorite film of all time. Second or third, maybe. It's uh, 2004 science fiction drama, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Ah, nice. Um, yeah, starring Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, Kurtzen Dunst, Elijah Wood, and Mark Ruffalo. Um, so yeah, um, uh, when their relationship turns sour between the two main characters, um, a couple undergoes a medical procedure to have each other's memories erased of each other's relationship. Um, so they meet again. Um, they don't realize that this is obviously not the first time that they've met. Um, and you are following Jim Carrey's character and going through his mind as he's trying to remember the memories that he has forgotten. So it's really strange. Actually, in the movie, while he's going through these memories, things in the actual picture are erasing as he's going back through them. And the most painful bit about it is a lot of movies don't make me feel things. Hmm. I don't get emotional at films. But when he is trying to going through the memories, trying to remember her, and he realizes that he doesn't actually want to forget her, but he can't stop the memories being erased, yeah. it is just heart wrenching. <laughs> it is wow. Like I, Jim Carrey's performance in this film, I think Kate Winslet as well was um, nominated for an Academy Award. Um, it won an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. But their performances alone are something to behold. I think for the movie, they spent a week together, just them two. Really? Just the whole week together, doing whatever they want, going off. There's uh, On the DVD, there's extras then when they just go to a parade together. And the director liked it so much that he shot loads of bits for the movie. And it's them totally out of character, just being themselves. Yeah. Like, because they wanted to... They, they had full-blown arguments. They had scripted arguments when they were away to sort of fight almost like a couple and you can really see how close and how amazing their acting is like they feel like a real couple not just like two people acting like a real couple um but yeah i think it is a absolutely mind-blowing movie um directed by michael gondry who is a incredible filmmaker um just the imagery um you know there's bits when they're they're in a house and the house is falling apart as they're having this argument because the house is being erased from his memory um, on a director level, it is just on another level. It's fantastic. So if you like heart-wrenching <laughs> science fiction films that will probably make you cry, this is the one for you. And to see, it's always great when Jim Carrey steps away from uh, comedy and does drama because it proves how much of a good drama actor he actually is and how many levels um, the guy's got. But yeah, it's a brilliant film. Brilliant. Um, and actually done really well at the box office. It, it was a budget of 20 million and made 74 million so it actually done really well for such a weird you know it's a it's a film film it's not a movie yeah. you know it's a real piece of, proper piece of cinema um that actually done really well have you ever seen it before yes uh, a couple of times we i think we have spoken nice. about it on 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 here before i the first one I watched it was a long long time ago i couldn't remember anything about it kelly wanted to watch it cuz she'd never seen it 
this was probably five years ago, four to five years ago, maybe six. And I don't remember how much I understood about it either times because what you've just said there <laughs> blew my mind. I I know I've seen the film. Maybe I got it at the time while I was watching it. Maybe I understood it, but and maybe I've forgotten. Um, or maybe I just didn't pay enough attention to what was going on. I can't remember. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it does give you. It doesn't. It doesn't like mess with you to say that you have to make sure this is happening. They do say, you know, these are memories that are going to be erased. Yeah. So you do have that set up. So you're not going, oh, what's happening? Why is everything disappearing? You yeah. understand that. So when you watched it, you probably were thinking, oh, yeah, everything is really falling apart yeah. around them. But yeah, I remember, definitely remember like the, the second time watching it with Kelly being like understanding it a lot more and, and yeah, and, and being a bit more emotional about it. But I don't remember much else about it. I, I wouldn't film. have remembered well, Dan, anything yeah. about the storyline apart from things were disappearing. I remember like a beach and yeah, disappearing. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's you know, if you've ever been in a relationship, um, I don't know. It's just it, it really like m- a lot of films don't give me any type of feels, but this really sort of hit home with me on that kind of emotional side. And the fact that it's a science fiction film as well, like yeah. makes it even if it was a standard drama, it would still be great. But adding in that science fiction element of having your whole memory of a relationship because i'm sure i'm sure some of us would say i can easily erase that relationship no problem but um i think the thing they go into about the film is the relationships make you who you are so they make they always affect your yeah. relationships afterwards so if you were to have those relationships erased would your next relationship be the same as it was if you didn't have the last one yeah. so yeah if you think about it on another level it's i mean it's just so well written and drives home so many things so yeah it's uh yes yeah, probably my second or third favorite film of all time next to Vanilla Sky. Another film that makes me feel things Vanilla Sky, which is why it's my favorite. So yeah, yeah, I um I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's brilliant, awesome. Um, th- this is one that I think is going to blow your mind, probably more than Paycheck. Um, so dude, pa- Paycheck has laid me <laughs> out, mate. Like if there, if there was like if I was in a boxing match. And like one of the gloves had paycheck on it, it would have been a full uppercut. I would have been down <laughs> seeing stars, man. So the next one is the ultimate knockout punch. Yeah, uh, so it's going to lighten it up, lighten up the mood a little bit after that. Um, but yeah, you reminded you reminded me of this one. I've just written it down because back when I worked in in the game shop, Pitch Black all came in all the time. I got Detroit Rock City from from there as well. I would never, I never see nice. it anywhere else. There was uh, wherever nice. there was, this, we've spoken about this one before, so I'm not going to talk about it now. But wherever okay. I went, CEX, HMV, um, any game shop, any any shop that did DVDs, there was always two DVDs that I look for. One was Detroit Rock City, and I never found it. The other one was <gasps> Idle Hands. Wow! Yes, and I never saw that yes. one either. I think I've owned that a couple of times, um, and I lost it or give it wow. away. And I don't own it at the Dude, moment. You're pulling some <laughs> out of the bag that I was like, "Wow!" I totally not expected. My God, Idle Hands. Yeah. Yes. What a fantastic movie! Oh my God! I do I own it? I'm not even sure if I own it. You know, I know it's got like my, a... I, I must own 500 DVDs yeah. minimum. I, I can't even remember if I, they're all in alphabetical order, so I could check. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, all right. Well, tell us a bit about it. Um, man. Well, yeah, I, I was just just gonna say like it was one that I kept lending out to people because nobody had ever seen it, and so I kept lending it to people saying you need to watch this. Um, and there was just a couple of times I never got it back, so I had to order it again off e- or usually off eBay because I could never see it anywhere. I don't fully remember much about the story, uh, not as much as I did for Pitch Black and uh paycheck but um 
Oh, is it all to do with it's like it's a science fiction, fantasy, romantic, comedy, thriller, uh, drama, horror. It's ev- everything. everything. <laughs> it's everything. It is everything. Yeah, it's, uh, it I, is an eclectic mix. I did like those horror, like the sort of the comedies that were sort of slightly horror as well, because I don't think I've seen many of them. Um, I think that's what made this one stand out to me to start to start with. Um, it's a but, very different film. Yeah, different to anything. They yeah, they, they, there aren't many films like it. No, uh, but I suppose, oh, the Zombieland is kind of a similar... I, I, I haven't... Have I seen it? But it, 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 where it's got comedy, but also with the horror side of it as well. Um, but yeah. it's a bit like... Uh, it's, it's, um, it's got Seth Green. Is that him? Yes, yeah. correct. And um, yep. is it his hand that gets chopped off at some point and then something takes over his hand and his hand's just going around killing people? And yeah, and it's kind of like Carrie. They end up going to the uh, the school disco, and his hands there trying to murder people. Um, <laughs> a couple of his friends get like die and get brought back to life, but in a comedic way. That's uh, oh, it's around Halloween as well. So everyone just thinks they're dead. Uh, no, it's Halloween costumes, but they're actually someone's <laughs> got a bottle in his head. And they... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, that's that kind of film. It's like a yeah, teen horror comedy film but like i said there's not much like it out there no definitely not no i like those kind of ones where they take like a subject that you think would normally be in a scary movie but they make it funny even though it does have scary moments where you're like oh that's horrible yeah. um but yeah no it's a, that, that's a really really different film i was not expecting you to say no. that either um wow every t- every time i use oregano oregano i think of that because they're trying to they run out of they run out of weed, I think, don't they? And they're like, "Oh, have you tried dried oregano? <laughs> Smoking this oregano." <laughs> yeah, I need to watch that again. Oh, I, I haven't seen it. that for a good twenty years as well. Yeah, I think I'm going to write that. I think this this weekend's going to be paycheck and idle hands, mate. I think that's going to yeah. be my my weekend. I was thinking, what two films should I watch this weekend? But I think they're going to be the ones now. Nice paycheck and idle hands. <laughs> nice. But yeah, go check out Idle Hands if you haven't. It's really good. It's 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 very nineties-y. Yeah. yeah uh, like in a that. good way. Yeah. Like with what everyone's wearing and the way that it's sort of <laughs> depicted. It, it really is a very much a time capsule movie in a good way. Um, yeah, 90s are back huge now, so I'm sure you guys will absolutely like I look back at these 90 films and whenever I watch them, I'm like, oh, everyone's dressed so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone looks so cool. Like I love those 90s films. They're so good. Yeah. Oh. Okay, uh, do you want to keep talking about um, that? No, or? I'm pretty much done. I can't remember a lot about it, just how much, how amazing it was. And like I said, I just kept lending it out, telling people they need to watch it because it was an obscure film at the time, wasn't it, as well? So It's a cult classic. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you know about movies, you'll know it. If you're a casual film goer, you might not have heard of Idle Hands before. So another, Adam's coming in with a deep cut. <laughs> Don't have got any more that's going to blow your mind. But uh, that's okay. Yeah. You've you've done enough. Yeah. You've you've mind boggled cool. me literally. Fucking <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> hell. Um, okay, uh, another film. Uh, complete switch, obviously. Now from the other two that I said that were quite dark in tone. Uh, another favorite film of mine is a uh, comedy from 1986. It is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, so not a slapstick, but a very much an 80s comedy. Uh, it is a time capsule all the time. Um, music wise, you know, it's it's pure 80s hits. It's got the yellow uh, Oh Yeah song, Day, about, about, that classic 80s tune. Um, it's also got Twist and Shout by the Beatles on it, but I'll get to that scene later on. But I'll give, just give you a synopsis quickly if you haven't seen it. So Ferris Bueller is a high school student 
who fakes sickness to stay at home and then spends the rest of the day with his friends, uh, his friend and girlfriend skipping school. Uh, meanwhile, while his dean back at the school is trying to spy on him to prove that he actually isn't at school um, and he's not just sat up at home in bed. Um, and obviously loads of comic things ensue by that. He puts like a dummy in the bed and uh, he's got stereo and with like a soundtrack of someone snoring and his parents are like, oh, he's so nice and at home. And then obviously cuts the next scene and he's gone to the school to pick his friends up and then he takes them to the city and all sorts of stuff happens. Um, but yeah, written and directed by John Hughes, uh, starring Matthew Broderick in the lead, uh, Alan Ruck, Mia Sarah and Jeffrey Jones as the dean. Um, it is an absolute classic. Um, it's hilarious from start to finish. It's pure 80s goodness. Um, it's a really, I don't know, there's just no like, it's very innocent. It's, you know, it's a high school movie, but when you think, high school movies you think sort of grotty and sex and all sorts of stuff like it's not that level at all it's just pure innocent skipping off of school and i remember doing that a lot as a kid so yeah. i was like oh yeah man how many things could you get into you know what i mean skipping school so that always like hits home with me but um yeah loads of you know making prank phone calls is something that i'm sure a lot of us done and they do that in the film that always reminds, reminds me of stuff um they steal a car um the, uh, his mate's dad's car you know, they go to an art gallery, they go to a parade where he mimes to the Beatles in front of like thousands of people. Just basically everything that you would want to do if you could skip school and do something really epic for the day rather than just... And it, it flashes back to the school and people are just sitting at their desks like basically falling asleep and then come back, cuts back to him and these guys are just having the best time ever. So it kind of makes you think maybe i should have skipped school more yeah. <laughs> and gone out and done loads of really fun things um it also he does something in the film that at the time i didn't know what it was but he breaks what they call the fourth wall so okay. in movies the fourth wall is breaking the tv and speaking directly to you as the viewer of the film or tv series or whatever you're watching so i'd never watched a film before where the character turns directly to you and start speaking to you as the watcher of the film. Yeah. And at the time I thought, wow, that's amazing. Obviously later on I learned to uh, know that that's breaking the fourth wall. So it is really cool when he talks to you and he says all this sort of cool stuff about what he's going to do and why he's skipping school. And um, yeah, it's just a really, really fantastically funny film. Have you seen it? No. Oh my God, <laughs> well, that surprises me. Do you know that? That really surprises me actually with you. I, I would have thought this would be one that you would like because i think this is in your wheelhouse of comedy yeah um, definitely it probably is uh i obviously know about it i know a lot about it uh how, how big it was at the time my my cousin who owned the game shop that i worked in that, that i've said about he was all over this yeah he loved it as one of his favorite films but i just never got around to watching it wow okay well it's a very short film so you might be able to get it in yeah, it's not three hours it's i think it's pretty much an hour and a half so um classic 80s you know let's not mess around let's cram everything we can into an hour and a half and everyone can go home and enjoy their day so yeah that's what i do miss about some films i do like three hour movies don't get me wrong but i do also like it when they go listen this is the film we're going to entertain you for an hour and a half and then you can go about your business. Yeah. I enjoy that as well. Um, yeah. Incredibly, when you watch this film, and I never knew this until I'd done this research, it only cost £5 million to make. Now, obviously, you have to put that into context of 1986. But still, a budget of £5 million is not much for a movie. And it ended no. up making £70.7 million at the box really? office. So it was a smash hit. And obviously, that doesn't count video sales dvd sales or whatever they made afterwards that's just box office yeah so like you said it was a huge movie at the time uh, but it just surprised me that you can make such a really great looking film for 
just five million pounds in 1986. So yeah, yeah, really good. But yeah, I I, I would highly recommend <clears throat> this to you, dude, because I think that this is one that you will 100% enjoy and get some some laughter out of it really is great matthew broderick in the lead is just <laughs> charm from wall to wall and automatically you're like i like this guy i want to spend the day with this guy skipping school because it's going to be fun yeah like so yeah if you want a fun short comedy this is a must watch i think yeah I, it's just it's just a shame we don't have as much time anymore because uh i think the 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 legal the very legal uh tv thing we have to watch films um <laughs> is uh um kelly's kelly's favorited about i think it's at least 150 films on there um and they, <laughs> they keep, keep keep favoriting more and more and so like it feels a waste going back to watch films again for the second time like we used to or, or go back and watch old films because you've always got new ones coming out but then the hype also goes really quickly like the hu- hype of a film is is a big thing like you look at films that came out four or five years ago or films that we saw trailers for at the cinema that looked absolutely amazing that we never went to see. You just don't want to see them anymore. I don't know why. Uh, one of them was uh, it was an F1 film. I don't know if you can remember it. It was uh, maybe like seven, eight years ago now. Closer to that. Oh, yeah, with Thingy in it, who plays Thor. I don't know. He's got, he had like blondy hair. Anyway, I'm sure. Yeah, that he... is. Um, what's his name? What's his name? Chris Hemsworth. What's his Hemsworth? name? Chris Hemsworth. It's got Chris Hemsworth in it. I, didn't I know, know what that. film you're talking about. Can't remember yeah. the name of it. Rush. But yes. Was it Rush? Rush. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. We saw that saw that uh, again the other day and we were like, oh yeah, we really, really wanted to watch that. But there's no hype behind it. We hadn't seen, we haven't seen the trailer anytime recently. And I'm sure that's the same with a lot of films. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it, it, we, I want to go back and watch a lot of these older films like I'd love to see all the Arnie films again. I'd love to see all those Van Damme films again. Um, yeah, but also it nice. feels like we're wasting time not li- watching the films we- that are coming out at the moment. So it's difficult. Difficult having kids. Very, very yes. difficult having. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get there again eventually, though. We'll uh, get through that list and then start working our way back yeah. through the years, probably. All right, another. Let's have a look at this. Um, well, a few of these we've talked about before, so maybe I won't talk about these again. Um, but another one that you you said about that um, I mean a lot of people deliberately started trying to spend as little money as possible um, and try and make as much as possible um, like Cube they they did that yes. very very cheaply didn't they, they, they um, yeah that's a good and they made film. a lot of money um, but yeah I got that one yeah on my you list. can you can make good films yeah you can make good films on small budgets if you know, if you're a really good filmmaker yeah um, yeah budgets have changed but. Yeah, you can make a film for a couple of million, and if you've done it right, you can make a lot of money. Yeah, but I, I feel, I mean, I don't, I don't know this, um, but I feel, so I, I could be completely off the mark, but I feel films like that, a lot of people are doing, so you just have to be in the right place at the right time with the right theme, the right idea sort of thing. It's more luck to have a film like that get big than it is whether uh, another film that you put a lot of, money and effort into and push yeah definitely but yeah cube it's harder for blockbusters to make films than a tiny little art movie that might someone might go oh that's good and then other person goes oh that's good and then oh, that's it it's picked yeah. up and everyone <laughs> yeah. watches it yeah it's true yeah but i mean there's probably hundreds and hundreds of or thousands of films that don't make it that try it as well you know it's just a tiny amount um but yeah cube i don't really know what drew me to this in the first place 
Uh, could have been the first scene uh, where the guy gets cut into cubes. But <laughs> um, yeah. it just like swept me and I was like, whoa, what's happening here? Like, this is a death cube? <laughs> I didn't know this. Like, what the hell is going on? Um, yeah, so cube, uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was probably 90s, wasn't it? It was 90s, yeah. 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 Um, try and give a bit, a, bit, a bit about it instead of just <laughs> gushing, like I said a minute ago. Um, I think it's like eight strangers wake up in this in this cube like you got lights all around they can't they can't see anything outside they've got um hatches uh on every side of the cube so there's six hatches they can go left but they can go any way they want they've got to open the hatch but yeah straight away one guy goes into the next cube over and he gets sliced very similar to in the resident evil film um yeah into little cubes and then he's yeah he's gone uh, and so they got to work out I think it could have been the math side of it because I liked maths. Not that I would have ever been able to do any of the maths that the guy does, but um, yeah, they got to get try and get make the way out of this cube, and they got to work out which one to save and which ones aren't. Sometimes they do it in a way that is not reversible by somebody going in and <laughs> realizing the hard way that it's not a safe one. Um, but yeah, I don't like I said, I don't really know what drew me to this one. It's pro- probably the same with a lot of people though because it got so big, it was so massive. Um, hmm. And it wasn't really like anything else at the time, as well. But I do. I do this really is like one Cube. I watched with my mum. Yeah, we rented it yeah. from Blockbuster. I remember. Uh, yeah, Blockbuster in Kingsbury, um, near Wembley, and we we rented it. And mum was like, "Oh, this looks interesting." So I remember watching this that Cube with my mum and thinking, "This is a really cool film." At the time, I was like, "Whoa, this is amazing!" A guy just got cut into cubes. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. But yeah, I do remember them just waking up and they're all like, okay, what the hell are we doing here? And then, yeah, like you said, they have to go through and sort of figure out their way out. And the more they go through, the more they sort of learn what the statistics are of them going into this cube, into that cube and everything. It is a really, really great film. And again, like you said, yeah, I think one that was done on a very low budget, but actually yeah. ended up doing really well. I see it a lot on um, like a top 50 horror film lists okay and stuff like that a lot of people have mentioned it yeah it's a, it's a cult film yeah uh consider it to, i think to be a cult film but um yeah really 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 great film i have really good memories of watching that really really cool and really good i think the character i can't remember the characters individually but i remember thinking i really want these people to get out yeah and to actually <laughs> survive um so yeah i mean it might have been like a um you know, like a like a crayon original writing for films like Saw and stuff like that, because yeah. it came, you know, way before those sort of films did. But those kind of like torture escape movies, it's definitely one of the first ones that I saw. Yeah, um, I, I actually have a board game as well that is very very similar to the film. Um, oh, it's awesome! So close to it, it seems like they they wrote the game to be like a cube film, but they were never given the the IP or never granted the IP the rights. Um, yeah, yeah. So they called it what was it? It's Room Twenty Nine, I think it's called. Um, nice. Played it a couple of times. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Apparently, the expansion <laughs> makes it really good, and we haven't played it with the expansion yet. So ah. yeah, but cool. It was nice. cool. Um, Very cool. Yeah, check out the Cube. Definitely, that's a great film. Yeah, you're coming in with all of these <laughs> curveballs, man. I'm like, how is he mentioning these films? This is crazy. You are blowing my mind. Every yeah. single one that you come out with, <laughs> Jesus. Awesome. I'm glad to hear. What is your next one? <laughs> uh, next is... I'm going to nerd out now. I'm sorry. It is a Star Trek movie. Um, it is 1982's Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Um, 
by far the best Star Trek movie uh, out of old and new, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, yeah, so I just quick, quick synopsis. Where, so uh, with the assistance of the Enterprise crew, Admiral Kirk must stop an old nemesis, Khan Nguyen Singh, from using the life-generating Genesis device as the ultimate weapon. So, yeah, it's a Star Trek film. Weirdly, the first Star Trek film, the original, the motion picture. So when you watch Star Trek, it's like space adventure. Everyone's going around having adventures on different planets, blah, 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 blah. And then they made the first movie, and it was a really slow-paced 2001 remake, very little dialogues, really slow-paced space adventure, and everyone hated it. Right. (laughs) So they'd done not the complete opposite, because there's still... um, a lot of sort of ambient, really nice parts in it. But this is essentially a science fiction adventure movie rather than the first one being really, really slow. So this one, everyone loved it because it was such a step away from... The original was such a step away from what people thought Star Trek was. Um, But yeah, so um, written by Harv Bennett and Jack P. Sowards, directed by Nicholas Meyer, who literally directed the three best Star Trek films. Okay. Um, In Star Trek lore... In the original series Star Trek films, the odd numbers are shit and the even numbers are good. Right. That is the rule when it comes to Star Trek movies. So Star Trek, the first one, shit, but I love it. I love all of them. Uh, Wrath of Khan, great. Search for Spock, shit. Voyage Home, great. Um, Final Frontier, shit. Undiscovered Country, fantastic. So he directed (laughs) all of the... All of the even Star Trek numbers, right. which are considered to be the three best Star Trek films. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's a great tip of the cap to him. Um, I thought, but I yeah, I'd heard that uh, before. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm thinking of Windows. So Windows does the same uh, like on the really? PC. Yeah, yeah. Windows XP was great. Vista was shit. Uh, seven was great. Eight was shit. Uh, and it keeps going. Yeah, it keeps alternating. <laughs> ten. I think ten there's a line good. in. I think there's a line in Shaun of the Dead when they say about all the odd-numbered Star Trek movies being shit. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's a line in Shaun of the Dead where they say that, and I was like, ah, oh, that's so... Because I know that um, um, Simon Pegg's a huge Star Trek nerd, yeah. so well, I was, was like, in... oh, I'm so, I'm so glad they put that he's in. in. Yeah, he was in. he's been in Star Trek is it now. Is film or is it a series? I can't remember. Film, he's in all the new Star Trek movies, yeah. yeah. Star Trek, in Star Trek, Star Trek, yeah. And he's, well, he's, he's brilliant, uh, he's, he's great in them. Um, but yeah, so it, it is true, they are. So this is by far, I think, the best one. Um, so it's like a fantastic dark space adventure um, with a fantastic score. The orchestral score on this is literally mind blowing. I just listened to the the soundtrack by itself. I'm like, just get the score out there. James Horner is an absolute legend. Um, but yeah, so it's like a dark space adventure. Like I said before, step away from the first movie. Um, uh, uh, sing the um, the the baddie in this film, Khan. Um, he is absolutely fantastic um ricardo maltaban plays him he was in the original star trek series and they brought this character back for the movie obviously you've got william shatner lena nimoy deforest kelly and the rest of the original star trek crew in it um it's got drama body horror epic monologues it has everything you would want from an adventure film it really is absolutely epic you feel every single place they go and every single place they go on the ship, you feel like, you know, there's time lapsing as they're doing these things. It's not just skipping from one thing to the other. Yeah. When they walk down a corridor, go into the thing, and they go somewhere, they make you feel the entire 
journey in this film. And when they battle, like, you know, like films now when they have starship battles and it's just a fuckload of guns going off and everyone's things blowing up and everyone's exploding. This does it like an old World War II U-boat movie. So instead of them flying around really fast, they're hovering past each other slowly, just looking Mm. at each other. Someone might fire a missile. It might destroy something. But it's it, you. You should feel every single movement of the ship. There isn't just shit flying around, exploding every five seconds. This is why I hate new Star Trek. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would rec- if you, if you haven't watched Star Trek before, or you haven't seen anything to do with Star Trek, you don't have to be a Star Trek film to like this movie. It it is just a great space adventure film. You yeah. don't have to know anything about Star Trek to watch it. You can just go in and. I can guarantee you, your mind will be blown. It is just a tour de force, directing-wise, acting-wise, script-wise. It is just brilliant. Have you seen it? No. <laughs> I've seen one Star Trek film, and that's the other one with Khan in. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was Khan. Was uh, Khan? Into Darkness, yeah. So that yeah. was a not a soft reboot of <clears throat> this film. It was a soft reboot of the character Khan. So uh, okay. some of the they hit some of the beats in that film that from the original. Um, I like that film. I mean, it's not a patch on this. It does hit some of the same things good, but it doesn't do this movie justice in any way, shape or yeah. form. So it is good. But if you have seen Into Darkness, I would really recommend going back and watching this because it is hyped up to a thousand. Uh, yeah, had a budget of 12 million and took 27 million at the box office in 1982. So it did do well. Uh, but obviously particularly was good with Star Trek fans at the time. But since then, by all sort of science fiction fans, has become a really, really well-loved movie. So yes, I would recommend it to Star Trek fans and non-Star Trek fans as a great film. What do I... What have we got next? Um, Thank you. Sort of done. Holy Grail, Basketball, Detroit Rock City, Borat before. We don't really talk about them. Uh, How long have we been talking for? Uh, an hour and 55 minutes that's cool it's fine yeah um yeah i've got maybe two or three more i've got Um, two more so if you do two i'll do two and yeah and and i'll sort of have sort of honorable mentions of the other ones that i've said sweet or got written down um 13 ghosts is was probably one of my favorite films growing up i've got to tell you something quickly i was in cx the other day i bought nightmare on elm street because i lost my dvd of it and everyone forgets to watch it i bought rear window the Hitchcock film, and I bought Men in Black too. Don't ask. We were watching the first one the other day. Wanted to yeah. see the second one because I could remember it. I had Thirteen Ghosts in my hand, yeah. and I put it back. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, but I picked it up. And it, do you know why? Because um, it looked like someone had shat all over it. The, right. the actual DVD looked ridiculous. Otherwise, yeah. I would have bought it because I've seen it and I can't remember it. And I was like, I want to watch Thirteen Ghosts, but I yeah. didn't buy it. So I'm going to go back. On the weekend yeah, to Cheltenham CX and, and buy it. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really sure why I enjoyed uh, 13 Ghosts so much, but I did. Um, I don't know. I, I never really had a favorite style of film, but it wasn't horror. <laughs> it was definitely not horror if I did. Um, but it was, it, it was more sort of suspense, drama, thriller, as well as horror, I think, maybe. I don't yeah, know. but Ma- Matthew Lillard is probably what uh, what made one of, one of the re- reasons that made the film so good. He's um, great. 
Yeah, he's amazing and everything. I've got Scooby Doo on my list as well, but I actually watched Scream the other day and uh, completely forgot that he was in it. Of course he is. And I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I still was just great. He's brilliant and everything. I love him. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Oh, sorry. So I keep forgetting. Let's have a bit of a synopsis of the film before we start talking about okay. it. So um. Go on. Uh, this uh, a family receives a a house from their dead uncle. And they get to the house, and it's this great big see-through mansion. Um, and Matthew Lillard is one of the people sort of taking them through it and showing them, showing them around. But like, like I said, all the walls are see-through. It's weird. I think I think they can turn it off. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, they 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 soon find out that uh, there's ghosts in the basement. Man, oh, that was a terrible <laughs> impression. Um, yeah, there's ghosts in the basement, and they're slowly being released, and uh, they have to try and stop them. And that's that's all I want to say. I don't really want to spoil it. I don't want to say too yeah, much. Yeah, I remember. I remember liking it. I remember after thinking that was a really cool film, very different as well. But I don't remember any details about it, which is why I saw it in CX the other day. And I was like, oh yeah, Thirteen Ghosts. I want to check that out. I remember liking that film, <clears throat> but I don't remember any particular detail about the film, which is very unlike yeah. me. Normally, I've got a very photographic memory when it comes to movies, but. Yeah, not every, about this one. Photographic memory with everything, I would say, pretty no, much. As no. far as I'm, as far as I know, I um, told you, I remember trash. I don't remember any yeah. of the important <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's such a good film. Um, all, all, no, I can say all the actors are great, but I don't know. I can't tell when actors are good or not. To be honest, <laughs> I, I really don't have that mind for it that that the the vision to see whether an actor is good or bad i mean you can tell when somebody's really really bad but then there's yeah. certain levels of good great amazing like i struggle to oh, see the difference <laughs> um, yeah that, yeah there is levels definitely some people can be quite shitty actors but they're in good films so yeah if the story's good their acting's not necessarily the best you can still get on board with the film so yeah yeah uh, apparently they well I, i'm not sure if it's just the fans that want um someone to release a series of 13 ghosts or if someone's actually said they're going to do a series um, nice because well I, I don't know it could be anything it could be something's blown up I, I had a film a film i had a friend in work bill the other day he said that you can go on to we were talking about it and he said you can go onto youtube and see like the storyline behind all the ghosts like the lore behind them Wow, like, well, that's on the DVD. I watched that when I had, when I watched the DVD because he had all the awesome. cool little bits. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. Like yeah, they gave all the ghosts a little backstory and how they died and everything and why they're sort of ghosts with unfinished business. Um, yeah, but yeah, having a series or like one episode about each ghost or start off and if if you got the right people with the big enough budget, do a series about each ghost. Maybe not no, yeah. too much because it's thirteen. Oh, that would be but... cool though. But you could yeah. do a few episodes, definitely. Yeah, that actually that that triggers something. My in, that we used to have when you had DVDs, and you know, I still buy DVDs and Blu-rays now. But I think that's what streaming is missing now. There was always so many cool things on the DVD if you wanted to delve into, you know, making of or gag reels or you know, just extra stuff, deleted scenes, all sorts of stuff with the films that you just don't get with streaming now. You don't get those little extra things that make you love those films even more. And I yeah. feel like that's what physical media had um, that's been lost. I mean, I'm not to I'm not against streaming films or anything like that. I'm not one of those 
kinds of people. But I feel like you're missing out on those extras that you can really make you love those films more like that like putting in all of the lore and stories about you wouldn't get that now you would watch the film and go okay i really enjoyed it um but you'd have to delve deeper somewhere else whereas before you could just click on the dvd menu and go oh what's in there oh my god there's extras about you know (laughs) the film itself which makes you love it even more so yeah i feel like that's what's missing from from streaming those little things yeah i have a feeling you can find things like that on disney plus I'm not 100%, but I'm sure I've seen a few little things. But oh, it, it's, cool. it's not the same. It's not it, It's not in the same place like it's a DVD. You can either watch what's on the DVD or get up and change the DVD. And quite yeah. often you would watch it and then really, and then really enjoy it. Whereas yeah. if you're on a streaming platform like Disney+, Plus, you can go, oh, I can go and watch something about the film I just watched or watch another film from here. You know, I don't have to get up. So yeah. uh, the, 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 <clears throat> the option is there to just watch something else, I think. That I could be, yeah. I think I think it does exist on Disney Plus, but it's not no, the same. No, but still, yeah. I mean, at least they're, at least they're trying. That would be good. I mean, it would be great if you could have if you went onto a streaming site and uh, you know they could put on all those extras. So if you clicked on a film, it would say, "Hey, you can watch the movie, or you can watch these extras, or whatever." But I'm sure we'll get there with stuff like that. I would have thought that would yeah. be pretty cool. But I'm sure there's all sorts of rights and all sorts of stuff that goes into that kind of stuff. But yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. What else do you have? You said you have two left or one? I would, weirdly, yours of linking over to mine because um, <laughs> it's, not, it's obviously not the same film, but uh, mine is also a horror movie that I would like to talk about. Um, it is 1980s psychological horror slash thriller, The Shining. Um, yeah. Obviously a pretty well-known movie um, directed by, of course, the legendary director Stanley Kubrick. Um, I'll just give you the synopsis of this quickly. A family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter where a sinister presence influences the father into violence while his psychic son sees horrific forebodings from both past and future. Um, Obviously, yeah, a a psychological horror, of course, starring Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall and Danny Lloyd. Um, Like Adam said earlier, Dr. Sleep was the book, uh, as this was based on a book by Stephen King. Uh, second to that being Doctor Sleep, uh, which is also a film which I actually haven't seen yet. Hmm. Um, um, I really, really want to watch it. Say that again. Um, so The Shining, Doctor Sleep is Doctor Sleep is 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 the second book. So you have oh, okay. The Shining and Doctor Sleep right. is the sequel to that, and also the the movie sequel. Um, yeah, Stephen King has a thing about really not liking movies based on his books. Um, he's been well known for commenting on things and you know movies not going in depth and it's kind of like with books you know like lord of the Rings stuff that you you can't put all of the pages into a movie a movie would be six hours long if you don't exactly like the book i think this has done the the book a really fair end um he tends to think that the main character jack doesn't he doesn't have the full circle journey that he has in the book and he said that although he really likes the film which is surprising for Stephen King. He yeah. still didn't feel like it had the um, the end to the character, um, to Jack Nicholson's character that he wanted, but he does appreciate it as a film. So it's actually a film based on a book, his own book that he actually likes um, for a change. Um, but yeah, um, of course, Stanley Kubrick's done loads of other legendary films. Um, this movie has a lot of weird things tied to it. The making of the film itself... Uh, I think if you're a movie buff, you'll know this. If you won't, you won't. So Shelley Duvall, who plays the wife in the film, had an 
absolutely horrific time filming this movie. Stanley Kubrick was known to bully her, mistreat her, get her to repeat takes when she didn't want to do them. Hundreds um, of times she was well, wasn't it? She, 127 times apparently she done they made them redo one scene yeah um she was badly treated she said she was constantly crying um she fell out with him um he wouldn't let her talk to jack nicholson and you know we all know jack nicholson is already a weirdo to be on set with <laughs> apparently he was a complete weirdo at this point as well um yeah she said she was constantly crying she had panic attacks but i will say she gives the best genuinely scared person acting performance of all time you will never get a better reactive performance from anyone in a horror movie than you get from Shelley Duvall in this film it is brilliant yeah well she wasn't acting was she (laughs) she wasn't I mean you can see her eyes her eyes are puffed out the whole film because she was just having as much of a nightmare filming it as the actual movie makes you feel a nightmare um also there's other weird stuff because the film has so many weird visuals and stuff there's so many fan theories about the film a lot of the people think that the hotel itself is actually hell and they are trapped in it some people think that the film is a metaphor for um, native american genocide as there's a lot of native american imagery um, and they do mention that it's built on an old um, native american ground um uh, they also believe people theories that um, because of the maze in it, that Danny and Jack are playing out uh, Theseus and the Minotaur from um, Greek mythology. Um, and the biggest one attached to this film is that uh, Stanley Kubrick originally directed the moon landing in 1969. And it's it, that was a fake moon landing directed by Stanley Kubrick. And he puts imagery in the movie to tell you that he was the one that filmed the original moon landing. Uh, I mean, I can't go into all of it, but there are entire articles. There's a whole movie about the film that goes through everything, all the theories, what all the imagery. This is on so many levels, not just a psychological horror film. It is, you can go crazy trying to unwind all the stuff in this in this movie and you know it's a great film it's brilliantly directed but it has so many other things tied to all the Shelley Duvall stuff all the fan theories you know Stanley Kubrick died he he said a few things about some of them but he said you know a lot of it's open to interpretation same with the book that Stephen King said it's all open to interpretation by different people so it's a uh, if you're a film buff and you haven't seen it I think it's a must watch just for the intrigue of watching it yeah and being like this is there's a lot of stuff to sort of unpack in this um, but yeah, it's definitely one of my favourite horror films of all time. It's, I think it's genuinely terrifying and eerie in moments. It's a very weird film. Very one of the weirdest horrors. It, it Jack Nicholson slowly becoming unhinged throughout the film is something to behold. I mean, he's got a freaky face anyway, <laughs> and obviously we all know, of course, the smash through the door. Here's Johnny, the yeah. kid saying "Red Ram," and you know, there's so many famous bits from the film, but um. Yeah, I really think for anyone that appreciates movies on any level, you should watch this movie. Uh, have you seen it? Yes. Yeah, only a couple of years ago, actually. I think when when Doctor yeah Doctor Sleep came out, because he was like, oh yeah, we should mm-hmm. yeah we need to watch Doctor Sleep. Um, I had seen The Shining before when I was quite a bit younger. I didn't remember anything about it, so she was like, yeah, we need to watch it again. Um, 
I, like, like you just said, I had seen so many of the bits over and over and over again um, that it, the same as a few things I've said tonight, it wasn't as big a thing for me as it is for some people because, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I was expecting it all, you know, it's that I had seen all the main parts of the film and like, I don't know, I can't really describe it. <laughs> it I wasn't that bothered. <laughs> I wasn't that, I mean, it was, I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate it as a good film. I enjoyed it. Um, but I didn't hold it up as much as a lot of other people yeah, do, yeah. like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it had a budget of nineteen million, which is actually quite a lot of money, especially for nineteen eighty. Um, and for a horror, actually made quite a bit of money at the box office. It done forty seven point three million for hmm. for a horror movie is actually really good. And you've got to take that into context as well. Forty seven million pounds in nineteen eighty was a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it did do really well. Big budget, actually. I mean, it looks great. I mean, I think the the opening shot of the you know the American Midwest hills is one of the best opening shots of any film ever. Um, but I do think that obviously you know it comes with any Kubrick film. You watch any Kubrick film, and it's gonna look great because he is one of the greatest directors of all time. But um, but yeah, I I love it. I I recommend it to anyone. Awesome. Um, right. What do I want to talk talk about as my last one? Let's have a look. Where's my notes come? I'm going to do something a little bit different. Here we um, go. I'm game. I'm going to talk about musical. Have you got a favourite musical? Other than um, South Park, Bigger, Longer, Run and Cut? Because that's everyone's favourite musical. Have surely. I got a favourite music? Wow. Actually, I do. Rocky Horror Picture Show is my favourite uh, musical. Nice. Um, yeah. I don't really hand, know much about that hands one. down for me. I don't know that's much another about, great film. Yeah. I don't know much about any musical really musicals really um but one that i saw while i was at uni that i didn't know was a musical until i started watching it was sweeney todd yeah and yeah that is a musical yeah and and i, I watched it anyway because i wasn't a dick <laughs> i wasn't gonna say oh, i'm watching it turn it <laughs> off i ain't watching a, a musical um i kept on and it was really good that all the songs in it just blew me away like i was i was studying music at the time and i had been for a few years but just yeah, just the way the songs were put together, just were just completely unexpected. I'd never heard any music like it before. Maybe it is common to sound like that in musicals. I don't know. Um, but I, I found the same with Disney films over the years as well. Like every single song in Disney films is just completely different. Something outstanding and brand new and amazing. Um, but yes, they are done really well. Disney musicals, yeah, they are. They do, they do. You know, there is some classic Disney musicals. They are done fantastic, which is why they're all held in such high regard. I think they're all yeah. done brilliantly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sweeney Todd, it just, like I said, it just blew me away, and and it's something that I watched over and over again after that. Even even though it wasn't musical, I was like, I'm watching it again. <laughs> it's such a good <laughs> film generally. Uh, the fact that. Um, I think one one of my one of my favorite people in it is Sasha Baron Cohen and and his character and his um great songs the songs that he sings um I think I, I've done it again I haven't actually got any notes written down in front of me apart from the the titles of the, of the film so I, I I'm not going straight to synopsis like like uh, Simon is uh but yeah so I'm sure a lot of people will know the story it's set in like Victorian London I believe something like that um yeah and uh, the, the 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 Sweeney Todd is a barber who decides to kill people and use their 
flesh for meat pies in the in their shop in the meat in the pie shop downstairs um <laughs> that's just awesome straight away yeah. you're like yeah this is great <laughs> yeah it's tim, it's tim burton's tim burton right it is yeah yeah um yeah. so of He's course it good. has johnny depp good. in it and helen it's a tim burton Bonham movie who else Carter. is it gonna have in it yeah <laughs> uh but I, I i i heard that um to for the audition to audition for it sasha baron cohen he performed like the whole of the fiddler on the roof roof i think as his audition because he wanted to be in in that film so much wow. um, yeah so he's not just borat or as other characters that he makes up <laughs> he he really really wanted to be in it and he put the put the work in to get yeah, it yeah definitely wow that's awesome i never knew that yeah uh or alan rickman of course oh, I'm, I'm surprising myself how well i'm remembering names because i don't remember names of actors <laughs> very much really uh but yeah no all i can say about it is it's just absolutely incredible uh i don't know where it sits as as per um musicals go because i haven't seen that many but it was absolutely amazing and i, I would recommend to anybody to watch it because it's not it's, it's not a musical it, even though there's songs and singing in it it didn't make me think oh i'm watching some kind of west end musical it's a film with songs which is weird i, I don't, don't know how else to describe yeah. it i'm pretty sure they've done it at the west end right oh uh, it would have Live. been yeah oh um what the yeah, actual I'm actors sure they did no well, they're just just it, in it general ha- i don't i don't know if the actors done it but i'm, I'm think it did do yeah. a run didn't the, it, the story point. has been like a, a musical for a long time yeah, uh, I believe, but yeah, the the film the, with uh, the yeah, it just didn't it didn't feel like a musical. Uh, well, I think of I think one of the first musicals I saw was Calamity Jane. I think my sister was used to watch it, and that was like in in Wild Wild West. I think that that's what makes yeah. me think musicals are like. You know, West End, Wild Wild West. They are they look like that, but no, it's like yeah, not not Victorian not, London. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, that, that's all. I, I haven't, I, I haven't watched it in a long time. I've watched it and I remember enjoying it, but again, it's another one that I need to yeah. go back to and watch again. Now that you've, you know, say how good it's. So I'm starting to remember. Oh yeah, it's got loads of good people in it. Yeah, it's probably got some really good songs in it. As yeah, well. just like like I said, just just the way the songs go. There's like the melodies of them. It's just fantastic. It's just I don't know. It's not what you expect. They sort of go different pitches and then they're sort of, uh, I don't know, I can't, I can't describe it. Just watch it. And you, <laughs> Simon's going to watch it and describe it next week because he's very good at that. <laughs> I'll try and describe Sweeney Todd to you guys. But yeah, no, it's great. I'm, I, again, I'm going to add that to You've bummed me out with films now because you're like, bloody hell, you're giving me a full list to watch, man. I have to watch all these films now. I'm like, yes, loads to add. Awesome. I like it. Very cool. Um should I move on to my last film? Film? Yeah, yeah. Okay, my it. last film, um, which has actually a great fact with when it came out, uh, it is the science fiction action comedy 1984's Ghostbusters, and it was released <laughs> on my day of birth, the 8th of June, nice. 1984. Uh, sorry, 19... 19- 2004 um because i'm like 25 um or whenever i was born um, in a distant distant future sure, the distant sci-fi future. film 19 2004 uh, but yeah so it came out in 1984 8th of june on my birth uh, my day of birth which is really weird and it is one of my favorite films of all time um i watched this uh, my mum hates this film 
because uh, <laughs> I just never, me and my brother would just, she, apparently she said she would come down in the middle of the night. She'd hear all this like weird rustling and the TV on downstairs. What me and my brother used to do is the old TV sets used to sort of be quite low to the floor with nothing else, you know, just a little cabinet under it. Apparently we used to get the covers, put the covers over the TV set and over <laughs> us sitting about an inch away from the TV watching Ghostbusters in the middle of the night. That's how much <laughs> we loved this movie. Um, but yeah, awesome. so I'll give you a synopsis, obviously, if you haven't seen it. So um, three parapsychologists forced out of their university funding set up shop as a unique ghost removal service in New York City, attracting frightened yet sceptical customers. Um, so yeah, it's about a team of people that hunt ghosts. And obviously in the real world, people are thinking, well, ghosts don't exist, uh, but people have hauntings and all sorts of stuff. And these guys think they have the technology and the skills to get rid of them. And they do that in very great comedic fashion. Um, written by Dan Aykroyd and Hal Remis, um, directed by Ivan Reitman, uh, the legendary director, um, starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Hal Remis, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, and Rick Moranis, an absolutely stellar cast. Um, Rick Moranis, Rick yeah, Moranis, he's so many good things. Yeah, he's just, everything he's in is just fucking amazing. Um, but yeah. yeah, an amazing comedy, really funny. The cast feel genuine. They actually feel like they've been friends for a long time. They became great friends on set. They knew each other through certain things, Saturday Night Live and some other shows that some of them had done together throughout the years. Um, great effects at the time. Still looks great now. Obviously, it looks slightly dated, but in a great sort of heartwarming way. Um, literally every single minute of this film is entertaining. People standing around talking is funny and entertaining. Um, people fighting the ghost is entertaining. Everything about this film is just brilliant. And I'm sure a lot of you know from pop culture, Ghostbusters is quite well known. I'm sure you've seen the yeah. Ecto-1 or the Ghostbusters sign. Obviously, as kids, we had all the Ghostbusters toys, which I absolutely loved and had pretty much all of them. Don't know where they all went. They'd be worth a lot of money now. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a great film. It's a great film. I mean, we watched it quite young, but looking back now, some of the ghosts in it are quite terrifying so I wouldn't yeah. recommend showing it to anyone under about 10. I think if you get to about 9 or 10, you'll go, this film's cool, that's a bit scary. Do not show this film to like a six-year-old because they <laughs> will F themselves. And the weird thing about this film is as well is that it's got layers because the actors don't play it like a kid's film. So a lot of the jokes that they made and the sexual references and the more adult-themed jokes at the time, I didn't get. Whereas you watch now and you right. go, I get all of those jokes. But as a kid, you're just thinking, oh, these guys are hunting ghosts and that's really cool and that's why I like this film. But you don't get any of the sexual jokes or relationship bits or any of that stuff until you watch it now and you go, oh yeah, that is a good joke. But I definitely wouldn't have known what that was in reference to as a kid. So they play it right on the verge of between a really adult film and a kid's film. It sits like perfectly in between those two things so you can enjoy it whether you're a kid or an adult, which I think yeah. is why the film was such a huge hit because anyone of any age you know above 10 could enjoy the movie no matter what it was uh obviously it done massively it had only had a budget of this is actually quite astonishing it had a budget of 30 million which is a lot in 1984 <laughs> just at the box office it made 295 million pounds in 1984 that Jesus. is an absolutely whopping box office yeah. number i don't know <laughs> yeah. what that would be in today's terms but we're talking like you know end game marvel film numbers 
that's what this is yeah. almost relative to. It was a smash hit. Um, and the second one is still a good film. It's kind of shitty, but I love it anyway. <laughs> um, it's obviously not a patch on the first one. Um, but yeah, I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. If you haven't, you should definitely go and watch it out. Um, seek it out, excuse me, and watch it because um, it's a it's a great time. Do you like the Ghostbusters? Uh, I did as a kid. Um, I had Ecto-1. I think I had a lot of other toys. I'm sure I saw the film. I don't remember much about the film when I was growing up, though. Um, did I watch it recently? I don't think I have watched it recently. I have. I think was it maybe it was on one Christmas and it was just on the TV at like the communal Christmas place we went to. I can't remember. I don't know much about the film at all, really. I don't remember much, but I do remember seeing the first bit and seeing it was the, the the guy was quite a scary ghost, isn't it? But I, I I don't know if I'm getting confused with they have a lot of callbacks in some of the recent films, don't they? Yeah, they there are a lot callbacks. of callbacks in there. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know if I'm remembering them or remember seeing the actual film. I mean, it is quite. It always takes you by surprise when you think, oh, you know, it's sort of it feels like a real world movie, and then they go in, they get called to a library, and they walk in, and the woman's yeah. like, yeah, there's, there's a there's a ghost in there, and they're like, what? And then they see it, and they're like oh my god like what the hell do we do this is because <laughs> obviously they just think they're theorizing ghosts so they're actually going to be real and then when you see it for the first time and it scares them yeah. and they're like oh my god should we actually <laughs> be doing this because ghosts are actually real um and i think that's the that's the charm of the film it's played in a very like there are a lot of jokes about it like there's a joke in there that i never would have got as a kid where um they come out of the bank and to 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 get the funds for um the the their uh, station that they're going to get they they make um one of them get a second mortgage on their house and they walk out he's like oh it's a second mortgage it's fine don't worry about it and it's a hilarious throwaway line that at the time i had no idea what a mortgage is but now it's hilarious that they forced him to take out a second mortgage (laughs) on his home just to pay for this ghost busting business that they don't even know you know will go anywhere so those sorts of just little like charming bits in it just yeah. really make you kind of like it and obviously bill murray is just incredible dan Aykroyd, they're all yeah absolutely fantastic in the film as well so yeah i think that all adds to it why it was such a smash hit and even now people watch this film and i mean it's got a 95 percent rating on rotten tomatoes which must be one is of it? the highest for a <laughs> for a comedy film you know it's a science fiction film but it is yeah. a, it is a comedy as well so yeah i just i just love this film i think if you like comedy at all or you like science fiction or you just want something really fun from start to finish to watch uh ghostbusters is definitely one of the ones that you should go to and check out 100 percent. yeah I, I think talking about it more and if i watched it again it would bring a lot of stuff back i don't remember a lot about it at the moment but like well, as soon as you said about, about the thing in the library i was like yeah i remember this yeah yeah and it came straight back yeah but uh, at the moment i don't remember a lot but one thing I do want to say on that, it's getting late, I'm struggling to keep my eyes open, but I don't want to stop talking about this because it would be a well, um, I know we've got the outro and everything to do as well, but what I was saying earlier is I'm not, I'm not the best at knowing like the levels of good and, well, mediocre. I can, I can, I know very, very good. I know very, very bad, but the middle ground is where I struggle. So like the, the, the two most recent Ghostbuster films, the, the one with all the women, um, and then the one with the kids was the most recent one, wasn't it? Afterlife, and everyone, yeah. yeah, everyone hated the one with the women, um, and everyone absolutely loved Afterlife. I thought they were both all right. You know, I I, I couldn't have told... If you told me to sit down and watch both of them together, back to back, yeah. I couldn't have told you which one I prefer more. 
because I thought they both were right. No, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> not bad. And so I don't, I don't understand. Like, I just know if I enjoy something or I don't. Oh, I can and say straight away, like... I loathe Gus, Ghostbusters 2016. I, I, I loathe every single thing about it because it was. Yeah. Um, and the whole, you know, casting the woman thing wasn't the thing that put me off the movie like a lot of people. And I know at the time it was forced. It was a very forced sort of at that time a lot of things happening with the uh, with the female movement and i'm totally for all of it but they really were at that point force punching women roles into your face to make you like them and that's only gonna make people dislike them and i think that the thing that people that i didn't like about it was don't put women in films in roles that men have already been in and try and make it better just because they're women write better female characters than yeah. men that's what you should be doing that's empowering to women trying to force women into a film playing the same characters that were previously played by men and trying to make it better and then saying it is better just because it's got women in it is not empowering to women at all that is just a silly yeah. way and it's only going to make people have the opposite effect to it and i think that the fact that as well that it was a real soft reboot it followed essentially the same story everything was done but it was just done to a way worse level you know they 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 should have done a, a ghostbusters film with women with new characters they could have done a ghostbusting thing as well or carried on from this one like a passing of the torch i feel like that would have been much better but copying all the beats doing the same characters but making them women and kind of forcing you to like it just had the complete opposite effect on me where afterlife although i think it was okay i don't think it was great it was still fun it was much yeah. better because it was an original story and you had characters that were linked to the old characters, but they weren't the old characters. And I think that that yeah. made it m- far more enjoyable. Um, but yeah, that's why I, I just, just can't stand <laughs> Ghostbusters 2016. I, I loathe it. Yeah. I don't hate many things, but that's on my list of things that I genuinely <laughs> really, really don't like. And then the whole backlash that, you know, if, if you said you didn't like it, that means that you were a woman hater because you were a man and you said you didn't like the film. And it, it just brought up a whole thing of things that just had no point. And then it, it just tarnished the film. The film will only yeah. ever be remembered for those things. So it done it a disservice rather than a service that it should have done. So, yeah, I feel like it really yeah. hurt the film. So, yeah, sorry, guys. Don't like Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought it was right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go back like, and watch the original like, okay and then, then we'll talk i like women so i thought it was okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm not gonna put okay. that though it's like a that's a horrible <laughs> thing to even joke about that i won't i won't put that bit in but no i thought it was all right you should that was funny oh I'll put it in okay i'll, yeah, I'll why put not? it in <laughs> but yeah that's that's it i i've got a few other ones i just want to I'll, I'll, I'll say the names and then like a sentence because uh, I didn't know how many we were doing. I didn't know what we were even doing this episode. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, there's a few that I've written down. Uh, basically, mostly other ones that I just would have watched back to back. Or not back to back. Over and over again as a kid. Like, like we said earlier, we don't really do that anymore. I don't know if kids would do that these days. When they get a bit older, they stick to one film. I think Frozen was done. Frozen was... Uh, yeah. People did Frozen a lot, I'd imagine. But I don't know. I'll find out when the kids are older. I'm looking forward to when they get old enough to make little dens at night to watch films. Nice. Like you just said. That's cool. At the moment, they they argue a lot because (laughs) they want the same things. Anyway, which ones didn't I say? Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one. 
I watched that over and over again. That's Great such film. a good film. Great film. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I think they're all good, but um, that one watched over and over again. The Resident Evil films, I really enjoyed most of them. Apart <laughs> Can from I say something one. about that quickly? I bought them all for us to watch recently. Uh, we watched the yeah. first one, and I thought, I remember that being a really good film. That's a great film. I watched it. Yeah. God, the second one was unbearably bad. I remember the third that... one. I remember liking the third one, which I think is it, Extinction. In a much, desert. Yeah, much more yeah. than the second one. I remember really liking the third one. So that's the one we're going to yeah. watch next. But God, I really didn't like the second one <laughs> at all. It was rubbish. I, I thought I thought it was start. anyway, but like you know, I appreciate it because it's trash films. It's okay to like them. I, I still enjoyed it, but I thought <laughs> I didn't know they were trash I, films. I thought no, <laughs> but they're you know they're great, but they're yeah they're they're something as well. But no, but yeah. I like them for that reason, and I loved the first one. I thought it was I was watching it going, I remember how good this was, and it was great. And I was expecting the yeah. second one to be. I, I remember it not being as good, but I remember thinking it was going to be okay. But I remember thinking this is really bad. Um. Not great at yeah, all. Yeah. Like fun. I don't remember but... how that one starts. Yeah, I remember f- the end is the fight with Nemesis. I don't remember much. Uh, oh, film. it's when she yeah continuation straight from the first one. She she wakes up in the hospital and then she uh, actually walks outside and then you see her walking outside and finding things and then she ends up meeting yeah. up with the rest of the team, uh, the cops, and then Umbrella try and go up. They realize they've programmed her bits of her from um from Umbrella Corporation to put stuff in her in the hospital. And then, uh, and then the, she realizes no, that the nemesis it's, it's is the nemesis is the guy from the first one, and all that sort of stuff happens. But yeah, yeah. I just thought it was like, yeah, the, <laughs> there's this one bit where she she comes off the bike and she she smashes through the somehow she knows exactly where they are inside the church, and she smashes through on the motorcycle, and then she flips backwards off the motorcycle, and she's in the air for about twenty minutes shooting things in the air, and then she lands <laughs> on the floor. And then the motorbike perfectly hit. It's just like, I was just like, this is a bit too much, I think. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like they ramped it up. They went from like, the first one had little things in it where you're like, oh, it's kind of funny and kind of cool at the same time. Then they ramped it yeah. way up to, you know, the unbelievable factor was through the roof where it's just like, they've just taken all sense of anything out of this film. And I just, did, I just didn't like it that much. But I think that it, I yeah. remember in the third one, they go back to the more kind of gritty, you know, let's not just, say that we can do anything with physics <laughs> from what i remember <laughs> yeah. of the third one so i'll let you know but yeah. um yeah that's yeah, what i cool. remember thinking yeah awesome but yeah um i think the fourth and fifth one weren't really rated everyone i think a lot of people say the first three uh the fourth one is where they're in the apartment block or like a hospital or something they're on the they're on the roof oh yeah and you've got that the guy with the big hammer trying to knock the gate down oh yeah I, I thought that one was good they got, they got to land a plane on the roof or something as well but that one I, I enjoyed that one a lot more than a lot of other people did anyway let's carry on let's get let's get through this um basketball we've spoken about before oh, amazing God. film brilliant can brilliant <laughs> yeah film. um monty python i know i didn't say it but briefly monty python's holy grail i've watched that hundreds and hundreds of times hundreds, hundreds of times probably i know every word i even took uh, two ounces of a coconut, and I was banging them together to download last year. <laughs> I never, I don't think I've ever said this. Did I say it on the podcast? I can't remember. I saw someone dressed as King Arthur, and my really? my coconuts would back at the camp no! the day before. And this was like the, the Saturday, the fr- I, on the Friday. I took my coconuts to the arena with me. The Saturday, I didn't, leave, I didn't take them, and I saw someone dressed as King Arthur, and I was like, I really want to, <laughs> want to, really want to be as minstrel, minstrel. 
Hands down, one of the best comedies of all time. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Brilliant film. Um, Detroit Rock City, we've spoken about a lot. Uh, band Great. made by Kiss. A load of guys trying to get to a Kiss concert. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Borat, again, another comedy. Oh. Absolutely amazing. The, he does, What he does as, as Borat. Um, and, and you know it's all unscripted. He, he is just that character. It's amazing. Uh, I've said this when you told. I think... So there's two lots of films. Lord of the Rings films needs to be mentioned in this kind of thing. I, I will spend a whole day watching them anytime. Um, we've done it once since we got together, and it was a long day. I think it was like 16 hours in the end with breaks and everything. But it was amazing. I love those films. And the Marvel yeah, films. I, we haven't gone back and watched them all. I know a lot of people, a lot of people I know have watched all the Marvel films again from the beginning uh, or in different orders like um, chronological order. I done we that with Vicky when you? we first got together. I said, we're going to watch all the Marvel films from, well, I say the beginning, I mean from Iron Man 2008 as the marker of the beginning of the first phase. Yeah. And uh, we watched them in the proper chronological order of how they're actually supposed to fit into the timeline. And I made her watch all of them. Yeah. All of them. And now she loves them. Awesome. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's taken such a dive now. They've tried to put too much in um it's not it's not talked about anywhere near well i, no, I don't hear anybody talking about any of the films anymore yeah or, you or have shows. they're very they've they went from all being awesome and in this phase now they're very hit and miss yeah you'll get one where it's like that was excellent stands up with the rest of it and then you watch another one you'll be like well oh, that was pretty poor yeah they're really struggling they're clambering the walls at the moment to try and and obviously marvel fatigue for a lot of people has kicked in yeah. where you yeah. know you can only watch so many series and films of marvel before you think i kind of want to start watching other stuff now so i get it yeah but they've they've ruined the film industry for a lot of other people as well for a lot of other Mm. films like everyone feels like they have to have a big franchise with the newest film of the the series coming out people don't really make just one-off films anymore they're just trying to make yeah that's true um, yeah yeah especially comic book based you never just there's there's an odd one or two but yeah, you, you get one comic movie that comes out and you think, oh, that's going to be a great standalone film. And then before you know it, the second and third mm. ones are in production and you think, yeah. okay, now here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we haven't done it. We will. We look, we're waiting until Sauron and Nova are old enough to watch them all with us because we don't want to oh, watch them all love now them. and then do it again they'll in like love three them. or four times, three or four years' yeah. time. Uh, but yeah, I think we, we've seen a couple or bits of a couple. I think maybe we watched maybe one of the Guardians of the Galaxy with Sauron. And like you, you forget, you forget how good they were, how good they were, how epic they were at the time of coming out. Now yeah. that it's all passed, you haven't seen it, but it was the same with Game of Thrones. Like the last season ruined it, and it, but it ruined the rest of the series because oh. um, it was so bad. I'm sure you've probably heard about all of that. With I with have heard. Game of that. I mean, it's it happens with a lot of great series. A lot of great series start off really strong and then they normally end up nose diving at the end. It's very rare when you get one that is great all the way through. Most people, most of them tend to, t- to tank off. They always, yeah. this is the thing with American seasons and the way that American TV is produced, even though some of them are British, but they're produced the American way where an American series w- uh, will go for nine seasons. And the first five seasons will be fantastic, and the last four seasons are absolute dog crap. Yeah. Where you get British seasons where they'll do two seasons, and it's never enough. Yeah. Like, they could have <laughs> gone another season. Uh, so yeah, the American way of doing it, it does things go on 
far too long now. Yeah. Far too long. They go on for, you know, do a three and done, a five and done. If you go yeah. on for nine seasons or six seasons, seven seasons, it's bound to tank at some point. Yeah. It's just going to happen. I mean, or if you if you know you're going to go on for that long or want to go on for that long, have the story written for that long, not have the story written for four seasons. Four seasons. Oh, four? Four seasons. Farmer then. Um, yeah. Have, <laughs> instead of having it written for, for like, say, four seasons and then making it up as you go along if you get greenlit for the next season, like have it written in the first place. A lot of people... With, with Supernatural, a lot of people said that that was meant to be five seasons, so they wrote five seasons, and it ended very well after the fifth season, and then, then they did, like, another ten seasons after that because keep, yeah. people kept wanting it, wanting more. They should have just finished it at five. I mean, I, I enjoyed all of it, to be fair, but I don't think a lot of people... Uh, they probably lost a lot of people the, the, the further they went. Longevity. Well, <laughs> I watched the first, yeah, three... And then I haven't watched it since. My brother's a huge Supernatural fan. Yeah. And he keeps telling me to go back and watch it. And it is on my list of things to eventually get around to because I think Vicky will really like it as well. Because it falls into that sort of Buffy and Angel-esque yeah. kind of series. And she really enjoyed those. So I think she'd get a massive kick out of Supernatural. But there's 13 seasons, I want to say. Um, is there 13 fifth, now? 12? 13? 15, it could be 16. Wow, wow is it that many? Yeah. My God, I thought it was 13. Wow, okay. Yes, yeah, so that, that is a lot of seasons yeah. of television to yeah. get through. Wow. Yeah. All right, well, let's, let's leave it there then. I think that was the end of my list anyway. Yeah, nothing else I really want to talk about. As all of my films talked about, all of your films talked about, we will have to do this again because we've been talking for a long time. It's like it's like I don't mm-hmm. want to stop because we're not going to do another film one again for a while. So I want to cram everything yeah. in about films that we can. But we will we will obviously do different episodes again in the future. And Def- all- we'll d- definitely get around to doing another movie one at some point. Hundred percent. Yeah. Before we go into the outro, we are going to read out the list of supporters from our Patreon for the first time ever. Yeah. And like I said earlier, we um we got one straight away. I am going to read out two. Um, so the first one, pretty much, yeah, as soon as I put it up on the Discord, uh, James Harrison, thank you very, very much, uh, joined the, the Dogtooth stage tier, I should, should add, in that. Um, I couldn't believe it straight away. Like It is always one of those things where you think you don't want to put it out because you could go, we've got a Patreon. And then six months later, you'd be saying, we got a Patreon. No one's joined yet. But join our Patreon <laughs> because it's so good. Um, so, <laughs> so good. Thank you. Thank you, James. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate Definitely. you. Yeah. Alexander Toon. I know he will. He said we have to wait till midnight in the discord. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't say, but I know he will. He's, ex- he was the first person to express that he would actually, um, join a Patreon if we made one. It was a few months back now. What a guy. He's not, he doesn't support Newcastle. He supports Leeds. We went to his wedding last year. It was awesome. He's he's been supporting us for a long, long time. So definitely, yeah. Wanna wanted to add him in here, even though he hasn't uh, signed up just yet. But we know. But we appreciate you all the same. Thank you, Alexander. Yeah, thanks, mate. Awesome. Well, um, well, yeah. That's everything for this episode. Um, so I said earlier, we're going to tell you all the ways you can uh, you can reach out to us. You can send us a message for the Wednesday morning episode. We have we we go on we're on all the social medias. We have Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. You can send a voice message. Oh, I know you can definitely send voice messages through Facebook. Uh, you can send us an email as deardownload2003 at gmail.com. That's 2003. Um, come and join our Discord. You can find the 
the the invite to Discord in in the episode notes as well. All of these all of these links to these um things you can find in the Discord. Everything we've ever mentioned. Simon's YouTube. I never asked you about that. We'll talk about that in a second. Sorry, Simon. Tell people about your YouTube. It's absolutely amazing at the moment. If you are not if you're not watching, you should go and check it out. Thank you. That's a good plug. Um, yes, come check out my YouTube if you haven't. Uh, video every Friday. Um, I just done my Bring Me the Horizon um, video about them and download and how much I'm looking forward to them, etc. Uh, so I got another video coming out this Friday. Uh, it's really great. I'm appreciating everyone who's hitting me up on there. Um, and hopefully people are coming over to the dear download as well and giving us a listen. Um, but yeah, very much uh, enjoying it. Thank you very much. And if you want to hit me up on social media, it's Fonzie underscore Simon on Instagram. Awesome. Um, and there's a few things you could do for us. Telling your friends is by far the best thing you do for any podcast. Um, word of mouth is like I said, better than anything else out there. So tell your friends, share us into any sort of social media groups or messenger groups or anything like that. Just tell your friends about us that might be coming. And because uh, they're going to be listening to us in the car on the way up on Wednesday morning anyway. So they might as well know about us in, in before <laughs> beforehand. So they can, they got chance to catch up, you know, definitely. Um, <laughs> definitely. Um, but yeah, otherwise give us a review. If, if uh, the podcast platform of your choice lets you give a review, uh, give us a star rating on Spotify. You can do that now. Any other place, a- anything positive you can do for us, that would be really appreciated. Thank you very much. Next episode, as we said earlier, we should hopefully be talking about every band that's playing on the Friday at Download. Or we might work backwards. Every every band that's playing at one other day on one of the days at Download. Maybe Sunday. Maybe we work backwards. But but for now. We've got to go, so it's a goodbye from Simon. Goodbye. And a goodbye from me. Goodbye.